Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to Gotham Knights. No, welcome to Games Talk Live. Uh, I've got a great show for you going today. I don't know. I, look, man, I don't know why I said Gotham Knights. Uh, just a lot of stuff that I've been seeing with Gotham Knights has been just tripping me out lately. And, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I'm here with a great guest today. I have the uh, somebody who is not a content creator here on YouTube per se, doesn't have a YouTube channel, but he's on various podcasts. He's been on many podcasts, especially on Boomstick uh, XL's channel. You know, shout out to Boom. He's got the primetime gaming. We've got Mag here from from his yes. podcast and from Twitter, the Twitterverse. He loves to put up videos there, and uh, man, it's 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 some pretty funny stuff. Uh, welcome everybody. I, I don't even have my chat up. I am, I am just slipping here today. People got the chat up right now. Thank you for being here, everybody. I see you death mobile. I see you ashtray gaming. I see you Boba Fett gaming. Uh, some good people in here today. Some very good people. So thank you for being here. Anyways, Mag. Yes. Uh, you are here. Uh, before yes. I get into what you do and stuff, why don't I just show them some of the stuff you do? Oh my God! Okay. Xbox, the test box in 2022. Oh, I'm washing. That's such a great idea for a fucking game. You fighting back, you trying to compete is not normal. You know what? I'm sick of this shit. I'm leaving. I'm gonna talk to the CMA. I'm getting in the car. I'm getting the hell out of here. Oh, welcome to the Jim Ryan Show, starring Jim Ryan. Hey, that's what Jim Ryan is. Huh? Oh, I'm calling. <laughs> I'm calling Corey Barlog. I'm gonna find out when the release date for God of War is because I have no life. Just give me one second. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, we're going to Saturday with Xbox, eh? Well, let me tell you something. Cody Master 420 is here to tell you Xbox has no games. That's right. Got no games. You want double A quality? And that concludes yet another fine episode of the best PlayStation podcast in the world where we do nothing but talk about Xbox. All right, everybody, have a great evening and good night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe it. Of some of those videos. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I can't believe you just pulled up like a like a like a smorgasbord of all those little clips that's so funny going through all that content. That's uh, that's hilarious, man. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Hey, yeah. Boba Fed Gaming, thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, how do you come up with this stuff? Like you just uh, look up on Twitter, see what people are saying and the craziness that goes on there cuz I mean, yeah. some of this stuff that people talk about that you've presented in your videos are serious to some of these people uh well you see that's why okay so this is something okay this is something i've been doing for years okay mm -hmm. i've been in the restaurant industry for 30 years all right i'm now in a corporate setting uh however so i'm out of the restaurant scene but um either way still in the hospitality business but now in a corporate level so now it's not as funny as it was before because what would happen is when I was working in those restaurants, when I was a chef in those restaurants, even all the way up to executive chef and owners of different places, what ended up happening is people took it way too seriously. Like, I would take the job seriously, obviously. But there's a line. You know what I mean? Like, the line is you just, you know, just take it in stride, take all the pressure, take all the stress, take all the anxiety, turn it into something positive and just move forward with it. But some people used to latch onto this negativity and take it to the point where you thought they were going to throw themselves in oncoming traffic after shit. And, like, I used to leech off those people and i would make fun of them 
because they would take it so seriously, right? And then that would make them more upset. So what ended up happening is I've been doing this for years. So it turned into a shtick where like even before I got into this whole thing, I would make fun of those people who would take things way too seriously or get way too angry, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then it spilled into this. So then I got into this world. Uh, Noof Nukem, shout out to him. He was the one who brought me into this whole thing. And he says, hey, man, I'll try you out in a show or whatever. And then I did. And then that got the attention of uh, Boomstick. And then that got the attention of Mooch. And then that, that got the attention of Colt Eastwood and Randall Thorne and all those other guys. And I've, and I've done countless shows, countless people. It's been wonderful. And then I started all of a sudden realizing as my, as my, uh, my follower base started growing more and more and more, I started noticing how serious people took this console thing. And it was getting to the point where it was utterly ridiculous, where I'm like, they, they can't be serious. Like, they got to be kidding yeah. me, right? And they, they're not. They're not kidding. And that's what, and I'm like, wait a minute. They're not kidding. They're dead serious. And then it got to the point where I'm like, I got to make fun of this. Like, there's no way that your life is so dull or so uneventful that, what happens on one plastic box versus another literally dominates your existence. And because of that, or at least justifies your purchase or whatever the hell your problem is. And I had to start making fun of it. Now, the thing is, a lot of people have nailed me as a X-Bot, as, as I'm wearing an Xbox hat right now. But yeah. anyways, uh, they, they call me an X-Bot because generally for the 360 and the Xbox One generation, Xbox was my home. It still is my home uh, somewhat for multi-plats and that kind of thing. However, what's funny is the last couple of years since PlayStation 5, I've been playing more PlayStation 5 than anything else. But the, <laughs> the Sony fan base, I find, can be far more ridiculous than the, the, the Xbox one. And people say to me, they're like, well, why don't you make fun of the Xbox guys? And I'm like, well, I could, but they're just not as funny. Like, and so when I see something Ooh, as comical sometimes, as like... Sometimes they can sometimes. be, trust me. Yeah. I've oh, I've, no, no, you're 100% right. But sometimes it slips through the cracks. Sometimes I just I just can't think of anything that would like parody it enough. Like, can you imagine? I can't think of one person. Okay. You remember that when uh, there was that video where I was talking about the Corey Barlog thing? Mm -hmm. People were sending like dick pics yes. to people that worked at Sony Santa Monica because they wanted to know when the release date was for God of War. Yeah, who does help. that yeah where how does like, that even come into your mind like right? look this is how i'm gonna get my release date i'm gonna send a picture of my dick like yes who does and that? i don't i don't understand that's like me sending phil spencer a dick pic and saying hey when's fable coming out like what yeah who does who this does right and so i see this keep happening over and over and then the shtick gets funny the jim ryan thing gets funny because i mean let's face it jim ryan is literally a comic book character he's not even a real human being i actually think he's a cartoon because the things he does, the things he says, and of course, all the stuff he's doing with the um, with the CMA now and all this other stuff uh, and the ABK deal is getting funnier and funnier and funnier by the day. Where like even King David calls him Jimmy Bones now, but now he used to be dance moves. Now it's Jimmy Bones because oh, he's a mafia guy. is one I call yeah, him. It's, it's yeah, a you know, the snitching and all this stuff. It's getting funnier and funnier by the day. How the hell can you not make fun of it, right? So yeah. that's where I leaned on it, and that's where that's where I got the inspiration for that kind of stuff yeah. is because I, I just had to make light of people who are taking something way to. too damn serious. You have to. I came into this community a good six, almost seven years ago, and I started a YouTube tube channel and everything, and I was looking at uh, other content and, and seeing how people in the gaming community react to each other. And... It really shocked me that a lot of these people were in their 30s, 40s, and they're, yeah. they're talking the way they do. And I'm like, it's video games. Like, 
yeah, sure. It's, it's a great hobby to be in and, and, uh, I love it, but I don't, I'm not going to die on the hill here per se for the, for the, for the hobby or the industry or whatever, or for a corporation, especially that, mm-hmm. that is the, the, the weirdest part. It's like, dude, these are corporations. They don't care about you. So why do you care so much about them? You know, I understand the love yeah. of the game. I don't understand the love of the corporation. That's what I'm getting. Y- at. Yeah. You see, that's the thing. It's funny you say that because as I, as I've been pointing out, since the beginning of this generation, I've actually been leaning more towards the PlayStation 5. I've been enjoying their games more really? so far. Ooh. So far. Now, this well, is... That, you know, what like, has Xbox put out this year, first party? Well, that, that, that's that's it. You know, like, I mean, 2021, they did have a good year. You know, I, I really... Actually, one of my favorite games of the year was uh, Psychonauts 2. I absolutely adored that game. Oh, um, it was fantastic. And, I yeah, agree. great games. And they had some really good games there in Game Pass throughout the year. They sprinkled in there. Uh, Outriders, I really enjoyed that. Got my yep, thousand and a thousand on that. I enjoyed the hell out of that and a couple of indie games and this and that. It was a decent year. Mm-hmm. But when you start measuring up, you know, I mean, like as good as those games are, this year, for example, has been pretty much outside of Elden Ring, uh, which I played on Xbox. But everything else this year I've been playing on my PS5. So I played uh, Horizon Forbidden West, got the Platinum, adored it. Uh, I ended up uh, actually Boom gifted it to me because, uh, well, for for reasons, uh, he gave me the Last of Us remake, um, and so I ended up playing that while I had COVID because I was sick. Whatever. I love. I you know I I fell in love with it all over again. I I finished Stray, and then I realized I didn't play um um what the hell is that game called? Infamous Second Son, and uh, I platinumed that too. And so I'm like, holy mackerel! It's been let, a PlayStation year. Let me pause so you I there for a second. The games. Did you like Horizon Forbidden West? Absolutely adored it. I'm not kidding. I know. I know it's a hit and miss with a lot of people. It's either you love it or you hate okay, it. Okay, I so gotta tell you. What yeah. about all that useless dialogue that you had to listen to? There was a. Lot. You know what? I'm not gonna. I know, and you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. I skipped a lot of it. So, oh, there it <laughs> like, is. There I, it is. See, because... I'm somebody who's into narrative, and and mm-hmm. if I have to listen to people talk within the game. I actually sit there and try to figure out, okay, what are they trying to tell me? What's going on here? What does this pertain to the whole story? And a lot of it didn't. A lot of it was just fluff. A lot of it was just just mindless bull crap or or them fighting amongst other tribes. And I just I didn't want to hear about it. It's just like I'm I want to get out there and fight. And yeah, yeah. So I was I would be stuck because there are times where you're stuck talk to this person then you got to go talk to that person then you got to go talk to that person no action for like 20 minutes it's just all dialogue and i'm just like this is just too much and i can't finish the game i've tried i can't yeah uh, you know the thing is i i'm i'm an open world guy that's kind of oh, my me too me too and here's the thing what i ended up doing is I like to do, you know, uh, you know, Rand and I have actually talked about, actually Rand has also talked about it on his show too, but him and I have talked about it, that he'll start a part of the map and just clean house. And then yep. eventually he'll get to the point where he's going to have to progress the story in, in, uh, in order to open up new parts of the map or whatever else, right? And so I'll do things like that. But then it gets to a point where I'm like, you know, I just want to finish the story. So I'll finish the story. Excuse me. And then when I try to go to 100% the map, what I ended up doing is I turn the sound off and I listen to the 8 million podcasts that I'm subscribed to, right? You know, between, <laughs> between all you guys, right? And then all, and then the, even the shows that I'm on, like in Boom Shows and your show and RDX and, and Colt Eastwood's show and Gaz, uh, sorry, and Game on Daily on Saturday and Iron Lords and this and that. 
There's so many bloody shows I listen to. What I do is I turn off the sound of my TV and I listen to my podcast and I just go out and I do my little fetch quests and do all that kind of stuff and just, you know what I mean? Like just clean up the open world, so to speak. Because I, I did that a lot with the Assassin's Creed games. I get a thousand out of a thousand on every single Assassin's Creed game. And uh, Valhalla and um, Odyssey were no different. And those took me like 185 to 200 hours to do. And uh, I did those and uh, I just love it. And yeah. now the thing was with Forbidden West, once I finished the story, I just kind of kicked back, listened to my podcasts, and just cleaned up the map. And then the next thing you know, wow. bink, the platinum just popped. And I'm like, oh, well, there it is. And so, hmm. um, yeah, so it, it was just, it is what it is. But so far, I know it's crazy. And I know some people in the chat definitely disagree with me, as well as you. Um, so to me, so far, it's my game of the year. So far. We still got God of War. Still got Call of Duty. Still got Callisto Protocol. Still got high on life. I still got uh, what the hell is the one with the rats? Uh, Plague uh, Tale. Requiem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Requiem. Oh, oh, oh no, no, no. That's the second one. But yeah, Plague's Tale. Right. The second Plague's Tale is coming out mm -hmm. in a couple of weeks. Right. So there's those, those games are coming out too. So I'm gonna weigh Forbidden West against those games. But anyways, the thing is, you you said it just five minutes ago. I follow the games. You yeah, know what me I mean? Too. I me am too. not going to ride or die with any box just because of the box. Facts. If the box ain't performing, then you're not going to get my attention. That's just <laughs> the way it is. Like, like, let me ask you a question, Fonz. Let me ask you a question. If you're watching two shows, okay? Let's say uh, The Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon's knocking it out of the park and Rings of Power isn't. Mm-hmm. Would you sit through um, Rings of Power just because? No. Because? No. 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 You would say, not. this show's not doing it for me. And then you go back to House of Dragon and you watch the whole show. So why would it be any different with video games? I understand yeah. that there is a, there's a paywall. I understand that there's a purchase barrier there that, you know, you don't get the, uh, the PS5 and the Xbox for free. So, I mean, when you do make up, some people can only afford that one purchase. And I understand that and I appreciate that that people can only make that one purchase. So yeah, it kind of sucks. So like if you make that one purchase and they're not performing, well, you got to ride or die with that box because you can't afford to buy another $700 box. Yeah. The right? one thing that so, I, I laugh at when we're talking, since we're talking about this is when I see some fanboys say, you know what? I'm not going to buy an Xbox. I'm just going to play that Microsoft game on PC. And I'm like, <laughs> you're playing the game still. You're still supporting Microsoft. Like yes. what you're saying here is just dumb. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of that out there. But again, that's the stuff you make fun of. Yeah, that's what I like. That's why I like doing what I'm doing. And a lot of those times, I know dealers made fun of that, too. Where he's just like, oh, I'm going to or he actually Colt is actually a master at trolling people with that, where they're um, where they do the uh, they, they do, <laughs> where he'll be like, oh, I'm not going to play it on an Xbox. I'm not going to buy an Xbox. I'm going to play it on my thirty eight, a thirty five hundred dollar PC that I don't own. Yeah. Right? Oh, look and at it's that. like, oh, got a super yeah. chat from fun speculation. He says, hey. great guest today. Look at that, man. Mav, they I'm a scumbag. You, you know that. Too kind. Yep. They, they, they <laughs> love, love you, me. Mav. Um, oh, yeah, so here on my show, uh, I like to get uh, to know my guest a little bit better, especially the first time they're on, because, again, I will have you again in the future. Uh, love to, yes. Really, really love uh, what you do out there, and it's it's funny, but you also have a lot of common sense and, and good opinions on the, the industry, these games, and I like that. And I like the fact that you play everything and you go where the games are. You're just like me in that respect, and I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mag, uh, what got you started in, in doing all this, like podcasting? Right? You know, what got you started there in podcasting <laughs> with Boom? My wife. 
and I'll tell you why. Um, <clears throat> I've always had the vo- I've always had the voice to do it. I've always had the energy to do it. Um, I've always had the know-how because I've been so interested in the business. I've never I, I had nothing to do with this business. I mean, other than the fact that I started gaming in 1979. However, and it's been a lifelong passion. Uh, but we're both. It's old, always been. So, yeah. Yeah, we're both old, man. Yep, we're and both the old. thing is, uh, you know, I it, it just grew up doing all this stuff. But here's the thing: I started listening way back when. Funny enough, the first two people I ever uh, heard were Mooch and Dealer. And Dealer used to put those I, – I remember telling Dealer about this. He was so embarrassed about it. I'm like, I, I'm like, hey, Dealer, remember those ridiculous little five-minute videos you used to put out and it was always Witcher 3 uh, content? It was like when he was first starting out. He's like, oh, man, I remember that. And, uh, you know, doing that. And I'm like, that's what I started listening to because he was funny and he was informative at the same time. So I started listening to that. And then I started listening to Mooch. Because Mooch was doing that stuff with Crab Gamer and whatever else. And then he had the uh, the MNC show or whatever the hell it was called uh, way before the MNC show. And they were Which doing Which you these guys sound then... alike, uh, honestly. You guys do sound similar. You just have that and little you... bit of Canadian flair to your, you know, that voice, that accent. <laughs> That's all. You got that Canadian you know, flair. It's funny. Whenever we do Crossfire, I've been on Crossfire about, I, I think, about seven or eight times now. I, I've done the show with Mooch. And when the two of us get going, I look at the chat and the chat's like, I don't know which one's talking because we sound, when we start going back and forth and like, who's who and who's saying what right now? But uh, it is true. We do have the same delivery. It's kind of funny. I don't know how that happened. And and it really wasn't me just like mimicking him. I've always talked like this. Yeah. I've always been like this, right? It's not like a show. It's not an act. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not, you know, bullcrapping anybody. This is the way I talk. And so it just so happened. Anyways, so Mooch was doing his shows, and he's yapping away with Crap Gamer and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I'd be listening to this while I'm getting ready for work or in the shower or whatever, right? And I'm sitting there doing my thing, and I got my phone on the, on the counter, and I'm agreeing or disagreeing with whatever they're saying. And then I found one day I started talking back to the phone. Hmm. So I started being like, Mooch, you're nuts. This is, not the, this is crazy. This, that, and the other thing. And I was like, I've done that This too. is the way it should yeah. be. And, yeah, and all of a sudden you're arguing with an inanimate object, and then my wife one day, um, and not one day, Jesus, what am I saying? It was Christmas, and uh, she, I get this, I open up the box, I open my gift, and inside there's this beautiful microphone, like absolutely stunning studio microphone. And I'm like, what the hell is this for? And then she goes, this is the kick in the ass that you need. Mm-hmm. And I said, for what? And then she says, you know what? And I'm like, okay. And then my, my birthday is six weeks after Christmas, right? So I didn't do anything with this microphone. It just sat there. And then six weeks after Christmas, she buys me this amazing 4K camera and the arm here, like the whatever the, yeah. whatever the yeah, hell the you boom. call it, the mic arm yeah. and all that stuff. And then, uh, and then the ring light and all that stuff. And I'm like, you really want me to do this? And she's like, you are doing it. It's just a matter of when. She's like, get your ass on the air. And I said, okay. And I just happened to be gaming with Noof Nukem. We became friends because he hosts a thing called Community Game Night on Xbox yes. on Saturday nights. Well, at least he used to anyway. And it was a pretty cool idea for a while there. We're like, like, you know, you get the community together on a Saturday night. It was tough on Saturdays because, you know, a lot of people go out and do things, whatever, right? And um, then I started speaking to Noof, and I, I just got, I'm like, hey, you know, he lost, oh, I remember what it was. He lost Primal Eve as his uh, co-host on one of his shows, like Gaming After Dark. And he was looking for a replacement. And I said, you know, I wouldn't mind doing a show one of these days, just even just to do one show. And then he got back to me and he says, hey, I was thinking about what you said the other night. And he goes, I'll give you a shot. So I set up everything. I got my PC ready. I got all the stuff. I got my, all my studio equipment ready. And then all of a sudden I went on the show. And within five minutes, I got messages from, uh, from him. I got messages from Boom. I got messages from other people in the community. They're like, where the hell did you come from? 
And like, where, like, how do you, like, it seems like you've been doing this for years. The funny thing is I was doing it for years, just yeah, not on the yeah. air. Just, yeah. <laughs> I was just doing it from my shower. Right. And, and that's and, what it's uh, all always, about. Like it's, it's yeah. our personalities that, that just come out, you know, wherever we're at, wherever we're talking. So if I'm on a podcast, it's going to be me. This, this is, this is me in real life. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know things I talk I, about I the tell. things I'm interested in, you know, all that. Yeah. I, I, I can't like, I can't just lay it laid on thick for people i can't just become a persona all of a sudden it's just right. me is me so yeah same yeah, well thing that's, the thing, that. that's I've the thing no, i've noticed that with you you are you and i mean and, and i absolutely mean that i'm not just saying that because we're you know we're sitting here talking i'm yeah, being yeah, dead yeah. serious like i could tell genuine from someone putting on an act right and you've always been genuine and the funny thing is is that sometimes it rubs actually some people the wrong way and i've yes. noticed that and i'm like oh oh yeah and i'm like and the funny thing is, I notice it sometimes on the show, but like the things is the thing is with the shows, you know, people people carry a sort of decorum. So even if they don't agree with you or whatever, they're gonna carry a bit of decorum. I've noticed it more in the chats. Mm-hmm. So like even when you've been on primetime gaming with me or whatever, and and with Boom and the other guys, and there's been a few times there where you've said some things that like you feel is hey man, the way you feel is the way you feel. Like I think that yeah. you know, I feel about this, about this, what whatever we were talking about. And the chat people like, in the chat would go nuts. Yeah, get this like, guy off. Yeah. You're out of your mind. You're mm-hmm. crazy. Get this fraud yeah. off the air. And this, I'm like, dude, just because he he's speaking well, his mind, man. Well, I've like, never right. I've never been the type to go out there and say, look, I'm an Xbox guy or a PlayStation guy. Those labels are just put upon me. For me, I'm just a gamer. I, I, I go where the games are at. And yeah. so, yes, I am on the Real Deal Xbox podcast, but that's because I do play the Xbox and I, I do play their games. Uh, that, that's it. That, there's nothing more to that. Uh, to that. I, funny, don't, yeah. I don't sit there and shill for the corporation itself. I don't. And sometimes that gets me into some trouble. Um, mm-hmm. not, not with the RDX guys. Cause they're cool with it. Dealers like, you know, speak your mind. He, he loves it. He does too. He speaks his mind, but yes, when it comes does. to like some of the executives and stuff, I, I don't think they like some of the things I say, but I'm going to say it because that's how I feel. That's, that's just it. I, I um, I got a story for you. It's kind of funny. I know that Phil Spencer listens to, um, uh, uh booms shows as uh, specifically mm-hmm. primetime gaming. And I've been very critical of Microsoft in the past and not so much in the present uh, because I feel that the way they're moving forward, well, the present, sorry, excuse me, for 2022 with their games release, I understand, uh, you know, I, I have been critical in that respect, but I have been uh, critical in, in the past as well. And uh, I said some things that I know that Phil hurt. And one of the things that I said, this is before uh, Bethesda, before ABK, and uh, I remember specifically I had said something along the lines of, uh, if you're content sitting your ass in third place, then uh, what the hell was that? Oh, sorry. It was a notification. That's that's my notifications. Yeah. I I got it down low. I thought it was like a feedback. I'm like, what happened? Yeah. yeah, Did Optimus Prime show up? Um, No, that's (laughs) that's my audio log voice. You are now one of us. Yeah. (laughs) Now you got to say, we need to get the all spark and then we're all set. Um, (laughs) So I I said something. I said, you know, if if Xbox and Microsoft and Xbox are content and sitting their asses in third place, then just keep doing what you're doing. Apparently, Phil heard me say that. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm meeting him at E3 this coming year, right? So I'm like, I hope he doesn't remember like all the things I say. But you know what, though? I'm not going to sugarcoat it and it's going to upset people. But like, why? You know why? Why? Like, I mean, I make jokes. I make fun of like the Sony place, uh, the, the Sony fan base, whatever. But it's all. Jokes. I don't make fun of the games. 
The games yeah. are magnificent. I'm yeah. still waiting for Xbox to 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 rival a Sony first party game. When they do, and I, I mean outside of like Forza, I'm not a race guy, but like. Besides that, like when I, when I see those fables and those uh, 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 Henu, uh, Henu, uh, Jesus Christ, Senuous, uh, Senuous yeah, Saga yeah. and all these other games that are coming up, if they could stack up against the Naughty Dogs of the world and the Sony Santa Monica's of the world, fantastic. Awesome. Then I'll be, I'll be right there day one. I'll be getting those thousand out of a thousands on those games. But mm -hmm. until that day, I will follow the games exactly where they are. The same thing, Fonz. I get labeled as an X-Bot a lot. I'm on a podcast that is almost 99.9% .9 exclusively Xbox talk. And that's yeah. fine because the same reason I do spend a lot of time on my Xbox this year. No, but generally speaking, all my third parties and all multiplayer games are all on Xbox. Right. And of course, anything that comes to game pass, I'll play it on game pass. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm going to follow, you know, what the hell? I, I, I have to add something here too, as well, because I, I get this a lot as, as well for my show here on games talk it is Games Talk Live. It's it's about you know every platform out there, really. Um, well, I don't talk much about PC because I don't really delve into that realm anymore. But um, Xbox and PlayStation really centric. Um, but a lot of people ask me why don't I have a lot of PlayStation guests on? I've had a few, but the reason being, and the honest truth is, at the end of the day, I, I think Xbox guys are more forgiving with some of the things I say. Than PlayStation guys. A lot of PlayStation guys out there have either turned their back on me or just don't like what I have to say. And and, and I'm not gonna ask ask them to come on so they can berate me on some of this stuff. Like it's it it, it wouldn't be fun. So that's the reason why I don't have a lot of PlayStation guys coming to the show. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. So like I, I always keep the door open both ways. That that it should be that way. Uh, you know, when it comes yeah, to this, my door this community, open. yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I just don't get it. I don't, I, I, that's funny that you say that because I've actually, I don't know if this is true or not. This is just an observation, but I'm just going to say it anyway. You know, people can disagree with me if they want. I have noticed that a lot more Xbox guys, gals, whatever, Xbox community members will openly play PlayStation to be happy with it. I will find very few PlayStation guys doing anything on the Xbox at all. Yeah. And th there seems to be like a, no, I ain't touching that. Like it's going to give him cooties or something, you know? And it's just like, it seems kind of weird. That's like, it's very, there's th like, it's very closed door PlayStation or nothing kind of mentality. I find with some people, not all, not all. I will say like, you know, Mooch leans a real Sony these days and it's fine. But cause guess what? Every night or every second night, I could turn on the Xbox and there's Mooch right there on the Xbox doing something. Same thing with Crap Gamer. Even th during that time when, when everybody was uh, all over him about, you know, doing the flip-flopping thing that they said he was doing, he was still on Xbox playing. Saltiest Gaming, same deal. Uh, you know, whether you like these guys or not, I'm just saying they're, st they're on Xbox 2 playing, doing their thing or whatever. But I find that the, some of the other guys that host like those oh, PlayStation only shows this now. They just don't have any. They don't. They don't. The only thing they do, they talk about Xbox a whole lot. And actually, I make fun of that. That's really yes, funny they because do. a lot of the shows, I I always do that. I'm like, welcome to the you know the 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 world's number one PlayStation podcast where all we do is talk about Xbox, mm -hmm. and that always makes me laugh. Yeah, but they'll never turn yeah. one on, at least yeah, not so, in front of us. So you're going to E3 next year? Yes, um, I am. I, I I plan on making it too. So uh, dude, you got to do it. I'll meet you. Yep. Of yeah, course, no, you're I'm definitely going to go. I'm definitely going to go. Well, it's going to be okay. So you're definitely going to meet me. I'm going to be there with Boom uh, and uh, Kea Sante and uh, Everborn Saga, Wandering Dutch, 
Uh, Cybernox is going to be there. Um, Rand is going to be there. Jez is going to be there. Colt, Gaz, yep, you, yep, yep, yep. myself, the, the Iron, Iron Lords. Lords. Yep. We're all going to be there. Like, if we Tim. don't have, like, a massive party. Yep. Sorry, who else? Who Tim, else? Tim, Tim Dog. Oh, shoot. Tim Dog, yeah. Tim, and Tim, Tim will be there. Yeah, Tim. Yep. Tim will be there, yeah, because I, I definitely we're all gonna Tim have a Tim. we're gonna have a blast. It's it's oh no, we so gotta do fun. something together, man. We yes. don't have like some kind of a jam with everybody there. Like just go out somewhere, restaurant, club, bar, restaurant, whatever the hell it is. We all have to do it together one night because when the hell is it ever gonna happen again? Um, exactly. Actually- that's my that's my point too. That I said I, I gotta do it this year because I don't know if it's gonna be back. You that's know, right? Because this, this is a be te- this a litmus year. test year. Isn't it that new company that took over this year? Yeah, right? and, and, uh, and the one thing I don't like is the first two days is going to be media only. And I'm like, eh, that sucks for some of us who aren't media right. and, you know. So that Oh, look at that. Hargeet, Hargeet, Chani, you're going to be there too? Hargeet's you better be hook there. up with Yes, it. yes. Definitely going to have yeah. to meet Hargeet. He's one of uh, just an awesome friend in the community. I, I, I He's great. To- He's a predator. He's he's a predator of mine. I actually was thinking about calling the police. Every single pro, uh, uh, every single podcast I'm on, Hargeet shows up out of nowhere. It's like he's stalking me. Anyways, Hargeet, you gotta come hang. And then someone else is here. What is it? Just Gaming Podcast. They'll be there too. Fantastic guys. You no, know, we, I, I we gotta, gotta do something, something, man. Yes, we do. Yeah, cool. I, I gotta mention something. Uh, we've got over 150 people here. Please hit that like button uh, if you enjoy the show so far. I'd appreciate it. I don't say that often enough, honestly, but uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys being here live. If you're listening on demand, thank you for listening. And if you ever want to come by and see the live, this is where the action's at. This is where the chat is going on. This is where I interact with you in the chat. And, you know, I I love to talk to the people in the chat as well. Um, Always reading your comments, guys. I don't sit there and gloss over what you have to say. Um, Yeah, you guys are awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun when we go to E3. It's, it's really going to be great. I, I hope it, you know, everything's smooth and it does happen. And, uh, I hope it keeps coming back because that is really the Super Bowl of four gamers. Really? Yeah. It, it, it always has been. So I can't wait. It's to been go. my bucket list item forever. Me too. Uh, like since, oh, so since you since haven't started. Gone. You haven't. No, no, I've never gone. No, I I live in Toronto. Uh, I mean, it's not like far. It's a three and a half hour flight from Toronto to LA, but it's still, you know, it's a thing and, you know, it costs a lot of money and that, you know, I had little kids, all that kind of stuff, whatever. Now I'm in a much different position now. So now Dron TJ, you're awesome. Dron TJ super chat. He says, this is going to be a fire show. Yes, it is. Yeah, Dron TJ. Every time, you know what? Speaking of stalkers, every time I turn on my Xbox, 1.6 seconds later, there's Drawn TJ saying hi. But anyways, I'm just kidding, Drawn mm-hmm. TJ, you're awesome. Uh, hey, dude, don't forget, two weeks, man. Call of Duty, you better you better get a bet you get uh, better get your ass on there because uh, we, we got to squat up. Anyways, um, yeah, the thing is, is that uh, it's a bucket list item. I, it's very expensive, at least for me. Anyway, from my neck of the woods, and anyways, but now I'm like, you know what? Hell, we're doing this. We're gonna do it. The pandemic actually changed my outlook on a lot of things. On top of you know, yeah. uh, you know, a lot of career changes and stuff in a positive way. Uh, so therefore, I'm able to do whatever, pretty much what I want now. So therefore, going to be doing that. I swear to God, I'm gonna start looking into. Well, I'm gonna get my wife to look into it. She's the organizer, um, and uh, she's the events coordinator kind of person. I'm gonna get her to take a look at some places on the Sunset Strip that we can go. Because by the way, Sunset Strip's only ten minutes away from the uh, from the theater. So I'm like, got to get something to go, man. The Rainbow Room, something. And then get everybody together so we can have a jam one night. Because, I mean, I'm going to be there for the whole week, pretty much. And then yeah, I'm heading to too. Vegas after that. 
Yeah, because I mean, I'm right there, right? So I'm like, well, I mean, I Vegas to, is yeah. right there. Yeah, it's like I'm not going to fly up to Toronto and then go another six months later or something stupid. Yeah. It's, I'm right it's there, about so three like, to four hours away, I believe. I, I might take a helicopter so. there. No. Oh, they have the helicopter. Nice. They have nice. a helicopter trip uh, you could do from nice. LA to Vegas. And uh, yes. I'm scared to death of helicopters, but I'm like, why not get on my fear and just do that? So yeah. I might Elon Musk it, do something stupid like flying in a helicopter. That'd be funny. Yeah. Well, hey, but anyways. I, I, I'm afraid of heights, <laughs> like really afraid of heights. And I, yeah, I, me I conquered that fear. I, I, I went up uh, Half Dome in Yosemite. And uh, yeah, that was the scariest thing I've That's ever done. That's awesome. But I did That's it because awesome. I pushed myself. And the same thing you should do too, you know, go get on that helicopter and freaking have a blast in Vegas. That's what, that's the plan. I think that's the plan. I might uh, see what they're going to do there. But anyways, either way, we might not see a three E three after that. We, this is a litmus test for the company, the litmus test for the company, because they want to see what kind of money they generate. They want to see what kind of revenue they're going to get from this. They also want to see what kind of traffic they get online and in person. And then they're going to judge from there, whether to continue. So this is the test year, right? So, Get it yeah. in ya. Yep. If you haven't gone, try to go this this coming year because again, might not be back. But speaking of games and everything, you know, E3 and all this stuff, I have a little game I want to play with you today. Uh, before we get into the uh, topics here, and of course, that's a little game I like to call Five Questions. <laughs> all right. Mag, this is five questions. This is four trivia questions and one subjective question at the end. All right. So, first question. Oh, let me get some uh, intense music going for you. There you go. All right, Mag, here's the first question for you. What is the most popular sports video game franchise in the United States? Madden. That's correct, sir. Yes! Got it right. All right, here's number two. What is the name of the ship you... Well, excuse me, I I can't even read my own handwriting here. What is the (laughs) name of the ship you get uh, get around in the galaxy? uh, Again, stupid me. Sorry, I can't read today. What is the name of the ship that you get around in the galaxy in in Mass Effect? What is the ship? Oh, you know, I knew you were going to ask me that too. Oh, God. I got to learn how to spell uh, people. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. France. France. <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting Nor- there. Normandy, Normandy, Normandy. Yes, you got it right. Normandy. Even after all Son that blunder. All right, here's uh, number three. I didn't know I we were doing this. this. You're stressing me out. Sorry, no, go ahead. Number three. And this, is, this, is, <laughs> this one's easy. Well, it should be. Name okay. all three protagonists in Grand Theft Auto Five. First oh, names are no. fine. First oh, names are no. fine. Okay, there's there's Trevor because no one who who could forget Trevor. Yep. Oh shoot. The, oh, I can't remember. Oh wait, wait, Franklin, Franklin, Franklin. That's two. Franklin. Uh, there's Franklin, Trevor, and the the, the friggin' Italian guy. Oh no. I don't remember. I I got a pa- I I got I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Michael, Michael. Damn it to hell! Yeah, okay. you almost had all three. Uh, somebody it. in chat Trevor said Franklin. Tommy. No, it was not Tommy. It was Michael. So Trevor Franklin and Michael. Uh, yeah, I love that game. That Damn game it, Michael. Yeah, uh, anyways, number right. four. <laughs> it's only one you missed. Number four. All right. 
This game released back in 1986 for the Sega Master System. Yes, I'm going all the way back to the Master System. Mag, what I'm going to do here is start the title for you, and I want you to finish the title of this game. Okay. Alex Kidd in... Miracle World. Correct. I adored you that game. It. I loved, you got it. I loved that game. Yes, that was a great game back in the day. Let me turn mm -hmm. off this music now. Yes, that, that you know, you're doing fantastic here. That's three out of four so far. But yes, Alex Kidd in Miracle World. I did not think you were going to get that. I'm so Dude, glad I love you that did. game. I can even do the music. He knows it, people. Anyways, sorry. Here's your subjective question. What is your favorite game of all time and why? Tomb Raider. Really? Tomb Raider because there's something about the... The original. The, 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 yes, the allure. Uh, it changed my entire outlook of gaming. Um, uh, I could actually say that the origins of that were King's Quest on the PC way back in the 80s. But the thing about Tomb Raider is that it opened my eyes to that Indiana Jones world of like... Of, of like ancient relics, deadly traps, um, you know, uh, like old world intrigue, uh, tropical locales. I'm a huge sucker for that still to this day. You stick a tropical locale in a video game and I'm sold up front. That's, I'll accept is that funny? Yes, I'll Isn't accept that. Funny? that. It's a great answer. That, that, that's, great that's, answer. that's my thing. But Tomb Raider, that's the one. Nice, nice. Yeah. No, thank you for playing. Uh, we, we had a blast. You don't win anything, but... We had a blast playing, and uh, you got Michael four out of five. GTA Five. God four damn it! Out of five, all you needed to get was that Michael, and you would have had five out of five. You would have joined an elite club of only like three or four people. Come I on, to... really? Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Technically, it was four point six six because I got two out of the three on that one. <clears throat> uh, yeah, we're not, we're not grading <laughs> that way, sir. But yes, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, uh, let's get into some topics here. Uh, yes. that's what people are here for. Let's talk about CD Projekt Red. Mm. Okay, so CD Projekt Red has announced that they're working on the next Witcher game, also a yes. cyberpunk game. Uh, that's right. CD Projekt Red is creating a sequel to Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, not just uh, one Witcher game either. There's going to be several Witcher games being created Correct. here. And that's what's crazy here. Um, they're doing one of these games anyway that is like uh uh i think it's it's basically for the masses it's 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 going to be more of a casual experience instead of a hardcore rpg like really deep narrative story witcher game that we're used to that's one of them uh, that's being created and then they're going back and creating a trilogy of games that are indeed uh going to be successors to the witcher 3 and uh, be in the same vein, you know, a deep narrative, uh, heavy RPG mechanics and stuff. And those are the ones I'm looking forward to most. But I'm really interested in seeing what they do with that casual sort of Witcher game. Um, mm -hmm. I'm intrigued by it because it, is it going to be more like uh, an Assassin's Creed type game? I, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, I got a vibe. What do you what do you what do you think? What do you think about that? I think that the casual one will be more like a rage two, like really? an open world, an open world first person shooter, maybe even um, uh, like a Borderlands 
without so much looter shootering, so to speak. Yeah. Um, like it'll still be in there, but I don't think it'll be as deep or whatever. Because if they're saying it's not going to have like those deep, like uh, what are they? What are they called? Like the 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 narrative trees and all that kind of stuff and all the yeah. whatever that you know, uh, the dialogue trees. Excuse me, not narrative trees, dialogue trees and everything else. I would think that. Um, if you're going to avoid all that, then you go like the Rage 2 route slash Borderlands route where you're going to tell the story while you're playing as opposed to cutscenes, as opposed to stopping and talking to like, mm. you know, a specific character and then standing there for five minutes as you're going through all the different dialogue, right? With the slow Slavic music playing in the background. I could actually picture that sort of a vibe. So like, keep it moving, keep it going. Because I mean, at the end of the day, when you're actually playing, let's say, you know, your cyberpunk, it's still a first-person open-world shooter, right? Yeah. It's a first-person shooter, uh, or, or in the very least, I mean, first-person shooter slash, you know, melee as well, right? But um, mostly it's a shooter. So at the end of the day, it's still a shooter. So I would say that you, you drop all the, the dialogue trees, you keep the, the story moving at a quick, uh, at a, you know, a quick clip pace, and then uh, you just, you just kind of, like I said, you just kind of tell the story casually through the, the actual gameplay experience and uh, remove all the dialogue trees. And of course... When it comes to development time, that would really cut back on development time because you wouldn't have to implement all that. You, would, you wouldn't have to implement as many writers. You wouldn't have to implement so many choices, so many outcomes that can affect the gameplay itself and where the game narrative is going to go, right? So I think you can avoid, by, uh, avoid doing all that and doing a more on-the-rails style. Or even, uh, you know, God forbid, you can even have like a Call of Duty, um, like a Call of Duty uh, campaign style hmm. in in the world of cyberpunk right so it's semi open ish world uh where you can you know you can move around here and there but essentially at the end of the day you're still moving in one direction it's still a corridor style game so maybe they do something like that or even like battlefield yeah. you know how battlefield well, campaigns they, and stuff they did like that, say right? that it was going to be an open world uh, story driven rpg uh but it's just going to be just targeting a broader audience and that's all they're really saying and and they're not okay, really so then, going into detail about all right it. well if that's the case if that's the case then i'm going to stick with my original answer and say yeah. rage 2 style so yeah. if anybody who hasn't played rage 2 it was on game pass for like it was two fantastic years. i loved it fantastic game i loved yeah. it i like I didn't, I didn't think i was gonna like it that much and i'm like all right it's yeah, me here too. i might as well try it and like two hours in i'm like yo i am hooked and I'm like, this is fun. And yeah. I just couldn't stop playing the damn game. I ended up, I ended up putting like 75, 80 hours into that game. So um, why not do that? Yep. No, I, I agree. It, it could be something story like that. And anybody could pick it up and do it. My son could pick up Rage 2 and play it, you know, but he ain't going to pick up Cyberpunk. Can you imagine Cyberpunk when you're trying to like, you know, hack all those devices and like cameras so that you could sneak from A to B? He wouldn't be able to pull that stuff off. But Rage 2? pick up a gun and start shooting, no problem. You know exactly. what I mean? And tell the story as you move from place to place, base to base, area to area, cleaning up different parts of the map. Make it simple. Make it easy. I'm in. I don't care. I I, I love the first Cyberpunk. You know, OG Kratos and, uh, in the chat said maybe with some auto leveling. Yeah, we've seen that in games before as well. So Yeah. yeah. Actually, and, uh, OJ, uh, OG Kratos actually has a super chat for you. OG Kratos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got these super chats as well. I've got them uh favored favorited here so uh, i've ah. got og kratos 117 thank you very much man he says uh don't know for e3 funds been watching you and dealer for years now i appreciate you brother you're you're an amazing guy man i appreciate that and also i've got one here from spinal 11 mark from the just gaming podcast he uh thank you very much brother he says break him 
Well, he oh. didn't break me. Oh, he was talking about. I, I should have read that before. That must have been five during questions. The, um, yeah, yeah, it must have been yeah. during the five questions. I didn't break it was him. Damn close. Didn't break uh, him. Michael from GTA. I'm not gonna be able to sleep for like two days now and be like, God damn it, Michael. But, well, that, uh, anyway. that Witcher game we were discussing there for the broader <laughs> yes. audience, for the more casual audience, that one is codenamed Sirius right now. Um, Holy but they crap. Ha- Did I just screw up my answer? What's we, we, were, we were talking about Cyberpunk, right? No, no, we were talking about the first Witcher. I, you, you're talking Holy about Cyberpunk. I'm uh, such that's... an idiot. I realized I just screwed it all up. No, that's okay, why take I said everything that... I said. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, you can actually relate it to <laughs> Codename Sirius. Everything you did say, really. Um, I, I thought I heard you say cyberpunk at one point. And I'm like, hmm, what's he talking about here? But No, I'm a damn fool. I'm so sorry. I thought that I, I misheard you. I thought that they were doing a more casual cyberpunk no, 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 game. No. This... And then the wit. Okay, so everybody scrap everything I said for the last four and a half minutes. Okay, so this is what's going to be. If you're going to do an open so that it's going to be an open world uh, uh yeah, more story driven RPG game. for a broader audience. So God damn it, I'm such an idiot. You okay, so maybe the like a God of War style. There you go. Something Why not like God that. of War style? You're telling the story without dialogue trees. You uh see the thing is I mean, I know you mentioned Assassin's Creed, but if you actually look at Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed still had dialogue trees. And so had a lot True. of things that could, yeah, that could change yeah. the outcome of the game. So I would say change that to um, maybe a God of War, where God of War, like it's a semi-open world. You can still get on your little boat. And you could, you know, you can uh, row from uh, point A to point B or point C to point F or wherever. Right. And you could do all those things in a Witcher world without having to be bogged down with, you know, rubbing your sword with like snake oil so that it kills a certain beast. Or whatever, right? I can't believe I screwed the answer up entirely. This is going to be the funniest thing. Guys, everybody mm-hmm. in the chat, have a good laugh about it. But uh, anyways, um, I would do that. I would do that. I would say uh, closer to like a God of War style. I couldn't read my own writing earlier, so we both had some blunders here. Uh, it's <laughs> okay, a great so, show today. It's positive. Yeah. Full so, of, uh, so here's the thing. So, so Cyberpunk, they're, do- they're doing sequel. They're doing a sequel, but it'll just be the same like style then, I guess, as the first one. Yeah, um, uh, Cyberpunk, okay. yes, it's just going to be a sequel. So I, I think what they're going to do here, honestly, is I think that they're going to try to right the ship, so to speak, and bring back some of those lost mechanics that they omitted from the first game that everybody was waiting for, the wall running and all, all that stuff. Um, I think they're going to bring that back. I think they're going to really do right by by what they promised to deliver in the first game. Uh, and I think the reasons why they didn't deliver in the first game was because uh, it, they they were held back. Their hands were tied by the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Right. So, I mean, uh, it, it, w- what do you think about that? Oh. Yeah, I could see. Yeah. Yeah. You're and they're right. ditching I, I, their red engine, by the way, for all these games. They're going for Unreal Engine 5. Well, see, that's the key. And the, when you do that. It seems to be what everybody's doing. I mean, Christ, look at what look yeah. at the, what we're hearing about Halo, right? They're looking to dip, uh, uh, ditch the, uh, if if everything is true. I mean, I, I mean, most most people that are reputable have said it already that if they're going to be ditching the the slipstream to move over to Unreal Engine Five for the future of Halo, why not CD Projekt Red? I mean, if the tools are there and it's much easier to work with, why the hell not? And we've seen the results of people just tinkering with the Unreal Engine Five is nothing short of magnificent. And these are just like one dude in a basement, you know, doing a demo with the Unreal Engine 5. Imagine what a team of a thousand could pull off. Yeah. Right? Or hundreds, as they, as, as I, if I remember correctly. Like, I think that they said that they were going to put 
hundreds of people on the sequel to um, Cyberpunk, which I believe is called Orion. Yep. And um, if I'm not mistaken, or may- maybe that's the code name. Uh, code but name. anyways, whatever it is. Yeah, so they-, they got hundreds of people working on that. That still leaves hundreds and hundreds of developers to be working on the Witcher series. And then, of course, trying to figure out and uh, utilize this Unreal Engine 5. It's, like, I'm all, in, I'm all in. For whatever the hell they're doing, I'm all in. I wasn't as harsh of a critic as I was of, of the last two games. I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with this next gen. By the way, do, do they even have an, uh, anybody in the chat might know, or even Fonz yourself, if they have a date for this actual um, um, next gen version of The Witcher 3 that's supposed to be coming out? I don't think there's a hard date for that. And... So now my question is, if there's not a hard date, are they well, trying th- to implement Unreal Engine 5 into it now? No. To no, test no, it? No, is no. it? No? Okay. I, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to... Okay, yeah, that's not happening. But I, I look, I, I kind of was a little bit shocked that they mentioned that they were going to make a cyberpunk sequel, to be honest, after all the backlash they got. But then this anime that's on Netflix has caused a resurgence yes. of players, of gamers coming back to cyberpunk and even new players joining uh, the realm of cyber, cyberpunk 2077. And there's been so many, so much so that there's been an influx of gamers that has topped what they were making in the first month. Like they're, 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 they've got just as many players as the very first month the game released. So yeah, I think it was a hundred thousand concurrent players a day on uh, steam. Uh, I don't know what the, the console numbers were like, but it, yeah, but it was really big. And it, of course it was all uh, based on that. Um, uh, was it called edge runners? Edge runners. The, the Netflix show. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I keep I keep hearing about it now. There's a um, there's a Hollywood show I listen, a Hollywood podcast I listen to called uh, Midnight's Edge. That's the name of the channel, and uh, they've been talking about uh, edge uh, edge runners, and I'm like, they're like, we need to see this now. They're not into anime and stuff; it's all like live action for them. But yeah. for them to even mention it on a mainstream Hollywood podcast, that's huge. That means that this thing is hot. And so yeah, I want to check it out. It so is. the fact that it's bringing players back to the game, which is such a redeeming um situation for them because of, of the hell they went through with that release and the and the flack they took and the and the death threats and the firings and the and the public shaming it was yeah. awful uh that whole situation so did I'm you play the game that stuff, i finished it yeah i put yeah, it 110 yeah. hours in i i i loved it i had a great time it. with that game i you there know things you know i was disappointed bug? in but i i still love the game i love the world i love the universe i like i love the whole cyberpunk aesthetic i love the the futuristic 80s vibe i i, I love that you know the, the funny thing very blade runner right so yeah like yeah very blade that, that 1980s like early 1980s future look right so it's mm-hmm. dirty d- dingy grungy uh and then you know and it was supposed to be somewhat futuristic but at the same time barbaric in its own way the funny thing is uh, the only bug i ever experienced i'm not even kidding i made I, i've said this a million times on some other shows and uh the only bug i ever experienced was a hooker walked through my car that was it wow i was stopped at like i was stopped at like i, I pulled up to like the I, stop uh, you know side I had, of a road. i had bugs i had many bugs oh really i but, didn't I but didn't i had see, two I, didn't I had two hard crashes that was the worst of it oh wow okay yeah but i didn't luckily i didn't lose any progress or anything like that no, because I, I didn't expect that turns that. me off in games when i lose progress I, I hate that. I loathe that. Like if mm-hmm. if I if I'm playing a game and it crashes and I lose three hours worth of progress, I, I'll probably quit. I've quit games before. Uh, yeah. Well, no. That. Yeah, because you get turned off. Yeah. I mean, who wants to spend twenty hours progressing in a story or a game or whatever, and all of a sudden you lose that twenty hours? You got to start again? No. no. By by the way, like, Kiyosanti you know, in the chat says that yes. uh, during the Edge Runners release, they had two million yes. players playing. A per day. day for two weeks. Yeah, I just saw that. I just, That's I just crazy. saw that, and I'm like, yeah, 
Um, hey, what's up, Asante, by the way? I got a super chat from Mark here, Spinal 11. He says, CDPR uh, earned that flack. Yes, they did. They did. Every bit of it. Yep. Uh, they knew the game was busted on old tech and ran with it anyways, 100%. And yes, yes, a lot of this has to do with publishing. And, you know, I know they're, they're uh, their own publisher, uh, but their publishing arm and their investors as well, pushing this to go out, uh, to get out there. Because I'm sure a lot of the developers there were like, it's not ready. It's not ready. A, a lot of them, it was pushed by the suits. Uh, yeah. A lot of it was pushed by but, the but suits. But yes, and at like, the end of the day, CDPR PR deserved all the flack, all the hate. Yes. Um, because you had so many people buy this game on those last-gen consoles, and they couldn't play the game. That's messed up. Like, how would you feel if you were excited about this game, and you bought it, and you put it into your console, and it ran 10 frames per second and crashed all the time? Like, right. that would just be yeah. such a bad no, that would. That would no that that would that would be a deal breaker for me to be quite yeah. honest that would that would just turn me off from it but anyway oh, th- like I said the only thing I experienced and it made me laugh is that the hood of my car I, I pulled up the side of the road and I was about to get out of the car and a hooker just happened to be walking by and <laughs> she walked through the car and out the other side and just kept walking I'm like wow that was magical yeah. but the funny thing is I experienced more bugs in Mafia three and I mentioned uh, this actually because yeah, a lot of people lot of did not there. oh my god flying boats. Like yeah. I went down to the bayou to go do a mission, and literally a boat was flying through the air. Like what? I'm like what the hell is this, Thor? I, right? I, I, I like, like that game a lot too. I'm playing through it right now on the Series X. I beat it on the Pro years ago, and yes, there were yep. bugs, but it, like, it's, and, it's just know, crazy how we're getting so many bugs nowadays in every freaking game. Like I, you know I don't understand it is, is because it. they're getting too ambitious, and because they're trying to do too much, they're trying to squeeze too much in too short of a time. Because the thing is, if you if you take too long to develop a game. By the time the game comes out, your tech is old tech. It's outdated yeah. tech, right? And therefore, that's see, that's the challenge. Like, you look at people like, uh, uh, for example, um, what the hell is it called? Rockstar. You know, when they're taking like eight years to make Grand Theft Auto 6, by the time the game comes out, the tech is already old news. Yep. And therefore, new stuff has already come out. And the problem is, what are you going to do? Implement it the week before release? No. So you have to, it's a fine line that you got to, you know, that you have to walk on and you have to, you know, you have to get it done in a timely manner. So the tech is good, but at the same time, don't try to overindulge in the game because then you're doing too much. And what ends up happening is, is that you, you know, you you end up biting off way more than you could chew. And then, and then, and then it turns into bugs. And I think that's what's happening because they're trying to outdo not only each other in the competition. I think they're trying to outdo themselves. Right, yeah. because they're trying to push the industry forward, and I don't blame them for doing it. I don't blame them for trying to push the industry forward, and you know, making new technologies and new innovations uh, uh, all the time. Fantastic, because you know, we as a consumer, and uh, you know, as um, as basically as fans, we get to reap the rewards of that. Uh, yeah. You know, throughout the years. However, there is a line, and the line is when there's flying when there's flying boats. That's when you got to reel it in. You know, yeah, I, so, I had yeah. I had a great time with the game. I, the only real disappointments I had was the 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 city with all the people that would be there. Uh, it didn't feel as alive as I wanted it to feel. Um, a lot of the the people just walking by the pedestrians and stuff. If you'd be walking down a sidewalk and you'd have two people coming at you, and they mm-hmm. get go past you, if you turned around, it they would be gone or there would be. Two different people there, not the same ones that walked up on you and walked by right. you. It'd be completely right. different people. And I'm like, how does that happen? Like, it, yeah. it, that kind of stuff, it breaks immersion. And that's the kind of yes. stuff that 
uh, pulled me away from the experience at times. But no, mm-hmm. I love the stories. I love the side missions. Um, the gameplay was fun. Uh, just I, I needed more immersion in in that city because the city is beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. It just needed more yeah. to it. So yeah. Yeah, but, and I mean, I I, I adored it. Um, I thought it was a great game. I I, I I like I said, I put in about 110 hours into the game, yeah. and I finished the story. The story was a really wacky ending, but of course, I'd never spoil that for anybody in case anybody hasn't got to it. But um, it was well, a really several really... endings. You know that, right? There's like four. Yeah, or five yeah, endings, yeah, yeah. There is. I wasn't about to go after 110 hours. I'm like, I ain't going back. Like, I'm not gonna go back and do more endings. Like, come on, I got other things I got to do too, right? So yeah. other games I got to play in, and of course, real life. So. But yeah, it was um it's pretty crazy. I just like I went through all that and I'm just like, no, nah, I'm done. But like, yeah, my ending was completely batshit crazy, to be quite honest. And uh, I was just like, okay, we'll call it a day. I don't know where they're gonna go from <laughs> here, but it is what it is. But it was a great game, and uh I, I look forward to now. Here's the thing I have to I have a question to ask you because I haven't been hundred percent keeping up on it. Uh I did see, of course, I did see that they were gonna they were talked about doing a sequel. Are they doing um they are doing the uh, story DLC for the first one, are they not? Yes, they are. And There's an expansion out, coming. That's coming next year, I believe. Early next, next year. Next year. Yeah. Okay, so now we're talking about like Orion is probably going to be at least three years away. That uh, probably. That's the case. Yeah. And, and, you know, and they're talking about doing these uh, games like within two years of each other, you know, the Witcher games in between. And my thing is like, well, first, let me just uh, talk about the other two Witcher games real quick. The second one is Codename Polaris. This will be the title that will be expanding the Witcher trilogy in the universe of the past Witcher games. And then there will be a third name, uh, codename Kenneth Majoris. This one is another full-fledged Witcher, uh, Witcher title that continues the trilo- uh, that trilogy as well. But the, the problem I have with them saying that they're going to bring out these games to, within two years of each other is, will that affect the quality of the game? Well, here's the thing. This is where you start dipping into... You know, I, I got to say, I, even though I got to say that Assassin's Creed are some of my favorite, my favorite game series of all time. I got, I put them in the top five. I, I, I love those games. Me too. Here's the thing. There was a point in time, and I know you remember it. There was a point in time where the, the AC games were coming out every year. You remember that? There was like a good stretch for like four or five years, like literally yeah. every bloody year. There was one coming out, and then all of a sudden they'd release one for like, you know, a mobile or whatever PSP or something. And then they would, so essentially it was almost like two a year, but yes, that's when people started complaining about the quality. You remember that? And that's when they took a break and they took a break for a couple of years. And then they came back with Assassin's Creed origins and they changed the game, you know, figuratively. And of course, literally changed the game. And that's where things that see, that's what I'm afraid is going to happen here. If you start cranking out, um, you know, uh, Witcher games like a yep. sausage factory, okay? Then you can then you run the risk of, you know, and then that the, the, you run the risk of get, you know getting that monotony, and then people getting sick of it. And of course, maybe you're rushing it. You know what I'm saying? And like that, that's a dangerous yeah. game to play. You know, uh, no, uh, you know, every pun intended. But like, it's it's just it is what it is. So I don't know. We're gonna see what happens if they want to do it in that kind of a schedule. This sounds to me, Fawns, like the suits are talking again. Yeah, it does. This sounds to me like the investors are sticking their nose in the business. It's another reason like, oh. why they moved to Unreal Engine 5. Yeah. Spinal yeah. 11, don't be silly. I said sausage, and he's, he's, he's going to be repeating sausage in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
that sounds to me like they're not happy with their return on investment, right? Yeah. And yeah. so they're going, hey, we need more. That's why, okay, look at Activision. Look what happened to Activision. You had all these investors jump in there, and what they start doing? This is like 15 years ago, 14 years ago. They're like, start cranking them out every year like Madden and FIFA and NHL, right? Yeah. Maximize your profit. Start doing this. Let's get this billion-dollar train rolling and get her going. And that's what they're looking at. They're looking at the Activision, um, basically the Activision financial plan, right? Crank them out every year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, maybe that'll be a little bit different than uh, than than what because under Microsoft, well, God willing, I'm we'll hoping see how it so goes, right? because CD Projekt Red, anyway, uh, they're to me they're one of the best storytellers in the game. Um, I I love uh, the stories in The Witcher. Even the the DLC was phenomenal. I don't know if you played the DLC, but I love the DLC even more than the base. What are you talking game. about? Like uh, Blood and Wine and Blood uh, and Wine and the and other there was that one, other one where he, uh, the, the Heart Snatcher one. Remember he switched bodies oh with someone? Oh God, it's th- those those DLCs are fantastic. They're amazing. Fantastic. And then they went to the wedding, and I remember the story. That's not funny. The Witcher Three story. All I remember is that he was chasing Siri for like I don't know, like four months or something. And mm-hmm. then like the DLC, I remember the blood and wine. He bought a vineyard, and it was you had your own vineyard, and then they had all this cool stuff going on, and the story, and the monsters, and then the other one where they where they had like the body flipping. Guys, anybody in the chat? Can you guys remember what the hell the name of that, it's that heart DLC something. was? Something. Or something. Is that what it was? Hearts. And then he goes to a wedding as a different person. And then him there with the other chick. Is it Heart of Stone? Is it Heart of Stone? Um, something. Maybe. But anyway. I don't uh, know. I, either way, it was great. I thought the DLC. Actually, it was funny because Dealer was the one who said yeah, it. Yeah, Hearts of Dealer's Stone, like I the DLC. Hearts of Stone, yes. Okay, there, there you go. So Dealer said the DLC was better than the main game. And I'm like, nah, he's crazy. And I went in and I got the DLC because I got that Game of the Year edition for Witcher 3, right? So I got the, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. And uh, holy crap, the DLC was <laughs> better than the main game. Yeah. I adored it. Now, the thing is, if you can do something like that, actually, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to, how about this? How about this? How about if you almost go in a way where you create a Witcher franchise, like let's say the fourth game, right? Your fourth main story game. And then in between, you release substantial sized expansions like yeah. for example uncharted lost legacy you remember that one the one in india with the two uh the two ladies yeah, there yeah uh fantastic game chloe right and, but it was yeah. a yeah chloe and the other the other girl the the one who led the uh yeah the militia or whatever or not the militia but the the, the guns for hire um anyways yeah that one if you release like let's say every year a substantial expansion on the game but at the same time you have a you have a team working on that a smaller team working on that but then you have the larger team working on the main game that'll tie people over so that maybe a couple of years after you're not waiting so long for a next mainline game that could work at the same time you will not be charging 60 or 70 dollars for those expansions you could charge 29.99 for those expansions, so you're still getting the revenue in there. You're still getting all that stuff in there. Plus, people be buying the main games, and then when that when The Witcher Five comes out, then boom, then it's all over again, and you just keep the revenue going, and you flip between that and Cyberpunk. I see it. I could see it working, but they got to keep them a little bit bite sized so that they have a, a plenty of time to work on the mainline games, so that they don't have the Assassin's Creed. Um, problem that they had before Origins. Yeah. And you remember those ones they cranked out? Uh, all those. I liked them. I played them all, but they were getting ridiculous. Every year it was a new one. I right? prefer, and then, you know what? I, I honestly prefer the Assassin's Creed, uh, the Assassin's Creed games after Origins or, you know, 
when Origins dropped. I like those that style better, personally. And I, I know a lot of diehards love the original, you know, more stealth. I like the RPG ones. But I better. like the RPG ones because yeah. you have an option. You can go in as stealthy as you want, but yeah. you can also go in, you know, uh, swords blazing. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. I love them. I, I, I love them. When I, when I saw the hit points go over someone's head when I was playing AC Origins, I'm like, oh, are they doing yeah. this? And I'm like, no way. It's an RPG now? And I'm like, I was sold. And Origins, Odyssey, Odyssey, I think Odyssey is, my, is favorite, my favorite. Yeah. Is my favorite of all time. Uh, very closely tied to the original Assassin's Creed 2 with Ezio that it was in Italy. Yes, that's, um, my, that's my second favorite, actually. That's, that's hilarious. It's like, yeah. like two peas in a pod here. So yeah. <laughs> we're basically the same thing. Then, Those were the best. And, and, then, and then I actually like, I really loved Origins until the end. The ending really yes. pissed me off. I, I really? hated that ending because you know what happens in the end where you're. Yes, of course. Yeah. I, ugh, Go play the I game. Worked, pass, okay, folks. so here's the thing. I worked so hard to get where I was as Bayek with all his equipment and everything. And then I had to f- complete the game with. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it, it yeah. just made me mad. I was so pissed. And there was like 50 endings, it felt like. Like, okay, it's going to end here. <laughs> it's going to end now. And it just kept going and going. I'm like, you know what? They it was just like Return of the King, game. Lord of the Rings. Oh, it endings. ruined <laughs> the game for me so much so that I was bad-mouthing it for months afterward. And here's the thing. I loved it up until that point. And Bayek, by the way, Bayek, the protagonist in the game uh, from Origins, He's my favorite protagonist in all of the Assassin's Creed games. I think really? he was amazing. I thought he was fully fleshed out, great character. Um, I I just I I liked him, and I don't know. It just the the ending ruined it. But yeah, fair Odyssey, enough. Fair beautiful. enough. Odyssey was beautiful. Odyssey oh, was fun. Man. The whole Odyssey. Way Amazing, uh, just uh, through and through. Uh, what the hell's her name? Uh, Cassandra. That, that I played Cassandra. As Cassandra. Yes, yes. And uh, you had to just, play as Cassandra. Yes, yeah, dealer, I, I I'm looking at you. Dude. You played as uh, Alessio or played Alessio. Played as Alexios or whatever. Alexios. Yeah, yeah, whatever his name was. No, no. Yeah. Cassandra. Yeah, no. Team Cassandra. Cassandra. She was the queen. Uh, but uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Let's 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 not let's not let the Witcher go down that road because the thing is, mm-hmm. regardless of how you know people, you know people did say. They're like, you know, when Cyberpunk came out and it was buggy and this and that had its issues, a lot of people said, guys, y'all have a short memory because Witcher 3 came out with a lot of bugs too. I mean, it was a problem and it took a very long time for them to to course correct that game. It took six months to a year to get that game up and running proper that that it was like actually, and that's why I actually held off on it. And that's why I ended up buying the Game of the Year edition when it came out with all the DLC and everything. So I waited almost two years. Actually, it was two years, I think. Two years plus I waited before I played The Witcher 3. Now, that being the case, the Witcher 3 still has an incredible story, a wonderful world, okay? Very deep uh, gameplay combat, um, uh, the enemies, the, the, the different, uh, the different uh, sub-genres of monsters and everything that you could do and all the cool things you could do with your weapons and all that. Great game. Great for all that stuff. Uh, crafting, all that stuff was in there. However, um, they have to make sure that the quality is there for the other ones, right? So yep. if you're going to go this route, do not dumb it down. Uh, maybe do... maybe. I don't know. Like, I mean, I, well I know they said, said there's going to be a more casual one, but I mean, the casual one, maybe you keep that as an offshoot, like in the world of The Witcher. Yep. It doesn't have to be Geralt. It doesn't have to be Siri or one of the other ones. Exactly. Be an offshoot of somebody yes. else and make it a fun little story about whatever that anybody can get into and be like, that was a nice distraction. That'll keep me busy for the next six months to a year um, where, I, where I'm not sitting around, uh, you know, begging for more Witcher content. 
it'll give you just enough to tide you over until a mainline game comes. Yep. That's those are the things they could do. Yeah. No, and I'm like with I said, you as long as the quality's there, I'm there. You you give me the quality, I'm gonna be there. I don't care what it is. Like Callisto Protocol, yeah. Everybody's like, Yeah, you know, it's the guy who made Dead Space, you know it's gonna be awesome. How do you know it's gonna be awesome? It could yeah. be shit for all we know. Yeah, like you know what I mean? But if it's good, <laughs> guess who's gonna be there day one? This guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll be there day one. Callisto Protocol is one of those games that I'm really looking forward to, right? Like yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I want to play the game so bad because yes, it it's one of the creators of Dead Space, and also it's got that Dead Space vibe. Uh, shooting limbs off and stuff. I, yeah, I'm the there core. for it. But you're right. It it might be total shit. We don't know. So we don't know. I'm waiting until the reviews hit for the game to yep. see whether or not I buy it. And and that's yep, really I'm gonna what I'm going to be doing with most games now. Yeah, I you don't you pre-order games anymore. I don't. You got to be picky and choosy, Fonz, these days because there's a lot of competition uh, out there. It's expensive, if you too. Look it's very expensive now. If you look, and, th and that doesn't even include Game Pass. I mean, with Game Pass uh, launching like you know three games before Christmas, and then a couple of games after, and then you know then the onslaught's going to happen with Game Pass from mid twenty twenty three and you know to eternity, where they're going to start cranking out games like crazy. But the thing is, there's still a lot of third party games that you're going to have to purchase at full price, if, assuming you wait, uh, assuming you buy them day one. But the thing is. You know, I wait till like people like, for example, Skill Up, um, uh, big you know, big YouTuber. Anybody who watches yeah, Skill yeah. Up, I watch his. Uh, he gets his hands on pretty much any game before they come out, right? He shredded uh, Gotham Knights to pieces last week and broke my heart. Oh, did he? Because oh I yeah, didn't he did not. One. He said it's okay, but my God, when he when he was talking about the negatives, holy man, yeah. go watch it. Go well, watch it. you know, that's why I started the show off. Welcome to Gotham Knights, because uh, when I was watching one portion of that, somebody was uh, that, that got to play an hour's worth said that right. uh, when she started to play it, um, this this section of the game, uh, she was fighting a bunch of characters and all of a sudden a cover of Living La Vida Loca comes on. And I, I watched Jesus. that clip and I just, uh, I recoiled. I was like, oh, that's so bad. Yeah, Why? No, no, no and, then, and then I've no heard thanks. some of the dialogue, you know, in the trailers and stuff. I mean, the infamous nobody will ever mow you again line when he's destroying uh, some grass or putting or lighting grass on fire. I'm like, what are we doing here with this game? I don't know. Every uh, time anyway, I see way. more of it, it gets worse and worse. Yeah, and you know what the funny thing is? Actually, he did he did a side by side comparison. I can see some people in the chat don't like Skill Up. That's cool, of course, you know. But I'm just saying, like for I like a guy, Skill Up, I like him. Like he's 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 watched. Like I mean, you know, some people, you know, he rubs some people the wrong way. That's fine. Like I, I, said, I always watch his know. stuff, and also ACG. So, shout out to ACG. ACG, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like great. his too, and uh, I don't know how he reviews so many games with so little time. But it is insane. ridiculous. I, and I'd love to have sleep. him on sometime to talk to him about that because it's crazy. Yeah, he must. He not doesn't sleep. sleep. Yeah, I, I, it, he's he's something else. He's a beast. Um, but uh, yeah, the thing is that you look at anyway. So the, the Gotham Knights thing, I was, I was going to say this one. He put side by side comparison of uh, Gotham Knights and Arkham Knight from like seven oh, years ago. Yeah. And Arkham Knight looks 10 times better really? than Gotham Knights. Yep. And he's like, how is a seven year old game denser, better looking, better lighting, runs better, better has better uh, city, better combat, better city density and uh, and more lived in feel yeah. in a seven year old game than a game that's coming out next week. I want to and point I out, like, oh, uh, yeah, I want to point that out and emphasize that really, because a lot of people may not know this, but the combat is not Arkham combat. 
It's different. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Different. Everybody's got and to I don't know why they would deviate from that. Game. Because Arkham Combat is phenomenal. I love Arkham Combat in Mad Max. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and these guys, uh, they used these. That's right. And these guys made Arkham Origins for Christ's sake. Yeah. So, so they have the source code for the fighting mechanics. Why would you ditch it? They they made they're trying the something Origins new. Game. I get it. I like you know as, as a developer, I can understand like you want to try something new, but when it comes to a tried and true combat system like the Arkham system, why would you deviate from that? I, yeah. I don't get it. Um, I... it's it's weird, but you know we got to move on because we've yes, been yes, on this course, topic yes. for a while. But let's go ahead and talk about. Herman Holst, an interview happened lately, and uh, it seems that PlayStation is all in with PC. Uh, that's right. So apparently all PlayStation gas games, games as a service, will be available on PC the same day they drop on the PlayStation 5. This according to Herman Holst himself, head of PlayStation Studios. In a recent interview, uh, he talked about this, and he also said that... Um, the gap between the PlayStation 5 single-player releases and the PC is shrinking. Mag, apparently they're yes. shrinking to a year now instead of two okay. to four years. Uh, you know, we've heard a lot of you know people out there saying, oh, they can go ahead and have our games after three, four years. It's, they're old. But a year out, that, that time frame, and it's interesting because I've said this years ago on RDX. I said... They will put their games on PC, and it might be a staggered release, but that will shrink over time. Yes. And it seems that it's happening. And it's just like it's common sense. It's writing on the wall. It's, it's looking at the overall industry, seeing where it's moving towards. Mag, what, what do you have to say about this? Okay, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm thinking. If the ABK deal goes through, when the ABK deal goes through, and people start migrating over to Xbox Game Pass anyway for, for you know, your Diablos, for your Crash Bandicoots, for your Call of Duties, whatever, right? When they start doing all that, and if it starts hitting Sony's bottom line when it comes to first-party games because people do not want to pay. Okay, by the way, we've I've talked about this a million times before. Anybody who lives outside of the United States, we're paying $100 plus for PlayStation 5 games. Oof. Okay, in Australia they're paying 120. I'm paying 105 in Canada, and I know some people, you know, some people in Ontario specifically, uh, because in Ontario in Toronto, um, we pay 15% tax on top of the 90 plus dollars it costs for PS5 games, right? So when you add that up, it's 100, and, it's like 103.75 or whatever. It's 104 dollars. Okay, so to be more exact, that's um, a lot. It's a lot, right? And the thing is, Game Pass. There's only a couple of dollars difference between the United States and Canada and Game Pass. So you look at something like that, that we're pretty comparable in that respect, right? But then all of a sudden, there's a $25, $30 gap, $34 gap between the PlayStation 5 games for Canada and the United States. That doesn't go unnoticed. Have you noticed, by the way, this year, they've launched, what, two major games, three major games, and not once... This is a company that for damn near almost eight years, nine years, boasted every single time they had a big sales on a first part, on an exclusive game. Sony hasn't said squat. Yes. About yes. Horizon Forbidden West. Well, you, they and, haven't and that's, a, that's why they yep. bundled it. That's why they bundled, well, they bundled Horizon Forbidden so can, West. So they can boost right. those numbers. And they haven't. The funny thing is that people are, people are tired of it. Like, for example, if my, God forbid, my PlayStation 5 conks out, 
What am I? Am I going to be forced to go buy a bundle yes. of a game I already own? Yes, go apparently to, you know, that's the only ones you can find right now in the wild. Yes, it is. And so you know the amount of f words I can't even fit into one sentence of what I tell Sony to do. But that, that you know that's 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 neither here nor there. But the thing is, they're not boasting. Therefore, that yep. means that they're not selling squat. Okay, so that means well, they said the revenue million, on million. software sales were down. They they did admit. Oh admit yeah, that, of course so. they did. Because people aren't buying them. Who the hell is going to buy a hundred dollar game when you can go play, you know, half price games over on Steam, or you could buy, or you could pay uh, pay fifteen bucks a month for Game Pass, right? Game Pass, so yeah. there's all those things there, and you know, and then eventually the other thing is a lot of people I know on the PlayStation side, a lot of people wait for uh, physical, and what they do is that you know you wait for like six months down the road, three months down the road, you can get it for sixty percent off a physical uh, copy of a disc of a game at GameStop. So why the hell would you do that? Now the reason why I'm bringing that all up is simply for this reason. They're saying, Herman Hulse is saying for the games as a service games, they're going to go day and date, right? Makes sense because you want to have the Steam community and you want to have the PC community and you want the PlayStation community because it bolsters numbers. It keeps engagement up. And of course, that makes them more money, microtransactions, and it keeps the games uh, the game alive for much longer, right? The longevity of the game. Makes sense. Now, the interesting thing is, is that if they don't start selling their first-party games and they're waiting a year, that number's going to shrink even further. So it went from two to four years to two to three years. Now it's one year. Yep. Guaranteed, you bet your ass that by 2023, end of 2023, if they're not making numbers, that's going to shrink to six months. And then if they're still not making numbers, it's going to be day and date by 2024 because they're going to have no choice but to open the market because they're not going to be making their money back. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it'll be as soon as 2024, but I, I do oh, see that happening inevitably. It's it's going to happen, whether uh, it's, you know, uh, two years from now or, or five. But this generation, they will be going day and date on PC uh, with their single player games. It just makes sense. Um, when, when, and you know what, and why does it bother some people? Like for me, when Xbox did it, uh, you know, in 2017 or whenever they started putting their games day and date on PC, I didn't get bothered by it. I, I was like, great people get to play it. And, and you know what the, the company, they get to make more revenue. That's good for them. And I'm sitting here just like wondering why some Xbox dudes at the time were salty about it and were upset. And I just couldn't wrap my head around it. I'm like, yeah. you still get to play the same game. You still get to play it on your platform of choice. So what right. does it matter? And they're like, it well, shouldn't matter. You know, it belittles my console. You know, and I, 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 I bought this console to play these games because they were exclusive. It's like, are you hearing yourself right now? Yeah. You bought a console to play a game only because it was exclusive. No, you played it because you wanted to. You bought it because you wanted to play that game. Period. It, it, you know it's, what it is? It's, just, it's weird. It's a weird mentality. I will never wrap my head around. I don't get it. Like to me, a console or a PC or whatever, those are vehicles that move me to to, to the places I want to go. Yes, that's all it is. I don't care about it's it. A vessel. I didn't build the goddamn it. thing. You know what I mean? It's like like the guys would be like, "Well, I bought an Xbox." I'm like, "Did you build the Xbox yourself? Like, who cares? <laughs> you bought it in a store. It's a vehicle. It's a catalyst that'll take you to your destination. That's all it is." So it doesn't matter where it goes. The same thing with Sony, but I understand what Sony's doing. The reason why is because Sony is so dependent on hardware as well as software that they are still trying to push those PS5s out the door, right? So they're still trying to do that, and then they're concerned about the software after the fact, well, when, in fact, they should be more concerned about the software side of things. 
because the R&D is costing them so much money on the on to make these consoles. They're losing their shirts on them. Yeah. I they remember sh- You know what I mean? Jim Ryan himself said what a year or so ago that PlayStation gamers were not enough. He laid it out there. Said they were not enough. That is right. why it's they're going to yep. PC. And another yeah. reason too is they need to make more capital somewhere. And if if this ABK deal goes through, because let's face it, I said this yesterday on Game on Daily uh, with go on Go Live with Gaz and and, and Asa that yeah. the, whether or not people want to hear this, I don't care because you know screw your feelings. But Microsoft is kind of pushing the industry a certain way with Game Pass. Game Pass is kind of reshaped the industry in that everybody is looking at this. Sony's looking at it too. And they're doing things now that they did not do before. They are conforming to the ways of Microsoft. And whether or not people want to hear that, I don't care. It's, it's, it's the truth. They are doing things that they, they don't normally do, that they didn't do in the past because this is the way the industry is heading. Microsoft was way ahead of the curve when it came to cloud gaming. This is what they're, now they're looking at doing the same thing. PlayStation, they're inve- uh, investing into this. Uh, they're looking at, you know, a Game Pass alternative with their premium service. You know what? They don't have day and date yet, but it's coming. Trust me. They're going to put their games on PC just like Microsoft did. They're following suit because they have to. They have to to make more money. They have to to compete. And especially if the ABK deal goes through, that deal is is going to strip away COD at some point, which is a huge moneymaker for Sony. I think it's like top six moneymaker for them period year after year that game will they'll no longer be able to money had it that game being gone they've relied way too heavily on single player games for so many years and multi-plat deals they can't do that no more so they have to conform their problem is that they the problem with sony is that they weren't willing to pivot and that's the problem that they weren't not only just not willing is that they were too rigid in their in their business formula that it didn't allow them room to pivot. And that's the other reason why, as I was saying before, they're so reliant on hardware. You see what Microsoft has done? They are. Yes, I understand they're selling two different consoles this generation, but they have opened the doors that if something were to happen to those consoles, they weren't able to make them by, like, let's say tomorrow. Their business will still thrive because they've opened up their they've opened up their ecosystem to everything outside of a console that you're still able to access all their content, right? Sony is still 100% reliant on a PS5 in yeah. order to run their PS5 games. Yeah. Period. There is no other way. You can't play them on your damn phone, your tablet, your smart fridge, your whatever, your smart TV, your this and your that, or your monitor, or whatever, or on your PC day and date and all this other stuff, or in a subscription service. You can't. You yeah. need a PS5, period, and you need to buy a $100 game to play it. So, like, if you look at that, uh, that's the other thing. It also, what you were mentioning about Game Pass uh, and them trying to keep up, What another thing is that it's an in- interesting is that it's also changed the demographics of how people perceive their purchases. Because if you look mm. at something like, for example, let's say, let's add, let's add in on a PlayStation 5, all right? Let's say little Jimmy doesn't have a PlayStation 5, but he wants to play God of War that's coming out next month, right? Yeah. That's going to cost him $900 in Canada to play one wow. game. 
That's it's eight hundred dollars for the console. That's with the tax and all the you know the baloney, and of course the exchange rate between the United States and Canada. So it's about eight hundred. And plus, oh by the way, and plus they raise the price, right? Remember that outside outside of the United States, they raise the price of the PS. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, they sneakily right. raised the price here too in the United yes. States by bundling that uh, Horizon Forbidden right. West, which they own by the way, and charging fifty bucks extra. So. So what they did is they charge. Yeah. So what they did is they charge you guys fifty bucks extra. What they did for us is charge us the price of the game and added the money on top of that. Yeah, so now the PS Five is eight hundred dollars. Oh okay. Terrible. So now and then God of War is a hundred bucks. So let's say little Jimmy wants to play one effing game this Christmas. Yeah. Okay. Well, Johnny Sixpack, his dad, is not going to spend nine hundred dollars for this kid to play one game. Yeah. Are you that out of your sucks. mind? And so when you look at that and then you look at what, for example, let's say, I don't know, let's say there's a family really hard up on, on uh, for money that the pandemic ruined their business, this and that, whatever. But they still got kids and they still want to make them happy, right? Right. Well, they got a, they got a tablet. You can buy a tablet for 50 bucks now. Okay. All you need to do is buy an Xbox controller and you've got, and you've got an Xbox now. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. So now for less than a hundred dollars, you can get two months of game pass and a controller. Yeah. So yeah. you got that kid access to and, 600 games for two months, and he's got access to play those games. And you know, kids, kids don't care. They'll play on a screen this big, for Christ's sake. Their eyesights are perfect, not like ours. Yeah. You know, no, I need no. 70 inches. Otherwise, I can't, otherwise I can't see what's going on. My yeah, son I need is to getting be wearing these. Victory. So, yeah, well, there you go. My son's getting victory royales uh, every single day on his Switch. I don't even know how the hell he's doing it. I can't even see the characters. Anyways, the point is is that that's what they're looking at. So when you're saying, when you mentioned about the Game Pass thing a couple of minutes ago, that's also something that people have to understand. When you look at that price point of $900 for one game or less than 100 bucks to get that kid in an ecosystem, and I'm pretty sure $15 a month is pretty easy to digest, right? Yeah. No matter where you are in this world or what, what uh, financial status you have. And this is why Sony has to pivot. And, and, and this is the thing about, you know, Microsoft is... The key thing here that they've been doing, which has been brilliant this generation, is the fact that they're providing more options for people and, and more low-cost options at that. Uh, PlayStation seems to be doing kind of the opposite where, yeah, they're providing more options now by putting some games on the PC and doing their whole premium thing, but at the same time, they're upping their prices. And it's like, what are you doing? I mean, right yeah. now especially, in a recession – uh, call it what you want, but I see it as a recession. Uh, oh no, it's going to get I, worse. I've, that's how it feels. I've talked to some. I've, I've talked to some top financial right. analysts uh, for the corporation oh, I work with. They're actually projecting that 2023 is going to be one of the worst financial. Do you know one, worst financial years on record? Do, do you know my? I, I'm here in California in the Bay Area. My gas is almost yeah. seven bucks a gallon. Almost yeah. seven bucks a gallon. It's insane. Um, yeah, but I, we're it, paying more in Canada, but I mean, yeah, I, I I'm changed, sure, I'm I, sure, I changed but... the Teslas, but <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I got out just, of the game. It's crazy though. Um, I, I just, I just see it as being nuts. Um, Microsoft though, again, they provide more options for people and more low cost options as well. Um, they want the entry fee into game pass as low as they can get it because they want that entry fee into game pass. They want more subscribers. This is what they want. This is why they're willing to put it on everything out there. This is why they're willing to even put it on a PlayStation five. If Sony would allow it. Um, and I say things like this with my chest because, uh, it's not because I'm, I'm all pro Xbox or Microsoft because no. I'm not. But the thing is, is like, I'm pro consumer all the way. And, and I'm sorry, 
giving more options to consumers is very pro-consumer, especially when Thank it you. comes to low-cost options. It just yeah. is. See, I get called an X-Bot for saying all the things I just said for the last 10 minutes. I'm like, it's got nothing to do with that. I don't care about what mm -hmm. Microsoft is up to or what's going on. I don't care I about their bottom line. Me... I don't care if they no, lose their, their ass right is... now. I care about my no. bottom line. My bottom line is what I have to live with, right? Yeah. If Microsoft were to close its doors tomorrow or Sony close its doors tomorrow, I will just move on to the next person who's going to make that entertainment for me. That's yep. all there is to it. Because, like, you know, what are you going to do? You know, if, if Warner Brothers shuts down the movie studio, you're going to stop going to the theater to see and we, movies? And no. Then we, and then we got guys in the community on the PlayStation side that will sit there on Twitter, publicly say, I would gladly pay $100 for that remaster. And I'm like, what are we doing? What are we yeah, doing no, see, here? That, that's just, but that's just posturing. They're just being idiots. They're looking no, for no, attention. But, but they'll pay it. They'll pay it. I'm oh, no, they'll pay it. Some of these it. guys will pay it. And I'm like, why are you yeah, out there see, pushing got, this narrative? I, I was like, gifted. I was gifted Last of Us Remake. I had no intention of paying $100 for the, for the game. I mean, I beat it twice, for Christ's sake. I oh, I had every intention of playing that game again. I love that the game. PS3. It's one of my it's, it's love top it. five ga favorite game of all time. Top three, matter of fact. I love Dude, that I've freaking game. I've platinumed it three times. I was all in on buying this game when they, yep. when, when they announced it. I really thought that this was going to be a $50 remake. And when they Should announced the $70 price tag, I was like, no remaster or remake is worth 70 bucks. I'm sorry. I've played it twice. Why do I need to buy it again for 70? I'm going to buy it when it goes down in price for sure, but 70 bucks. It's a magnificent no. game. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I was gifted it, but uh, so I, I obviously I played it. I platinumed it again, but I mean, I platinumed it on the PS3. I platinumed it again on the PS4, and now I platinumed it again on the PS5. That's enough. You know what I mean? But I only paid for two out of the three. Now, the funny thing is the, P the, the remaster from the PS4. I actually only paid 10 bucks for it because I actually picked it up at the end of the generation. You know, when they have that, like, uh, yeah, you yeah. know, the generation, they have the greatest hit sale and like all the games were like 10 bucks, 15 bucks for all the, all the hot games, Spider-Man, mm -hmm. God of War, mm -hmm. uh, last of us remake, all that stuff. Right? I bought them all, uh, for like 150 bucks. I basically got the whole days gone. Same thing. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So anyways, the point is at the end of the day, I'm not there shilling for Microsoft, regardless yeah. of the fact that I'm wearing an Xbox hat. Um, I'm doing it. Because it's 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 for us. We're yeah. the consumers. We're the ones in the trenches. We're the ones with the little Johnnies, okay, yep. and the little Billies at Christmas time and all that stuff. I you think I'm gonna ditch out uh, dish out nine hundred bucks for my son to play God of War? Are you out of your mind? He's yep. gonna get uh, he's gonna get an Xbox Series S, or he's gonna get just a controller and he can play it on his bloody tablet. <sighs> you know what I mean? It's oh. all about the print. Of it. That's all. Oh, it is. Jason, me, Jason Max, Jason Max. When you're number what? one, you can charge what you want. Right, oh, Jason Max, stop gosh. it. Stop that. Stop that talk. No, no. You're a consumer. <laughs> he, you're not a corporate funny, slave. Though. You are a consumer. You're a consumer, man. Come That's on, it. you got to save your ducats so you That's can it. buy something cool. Hey, listen, do it this way. You know how gas keeps going up? Save that money instead of buying those hundred dollar games or seventy dollar games in the U.S. Wait till they go on sale. Save up your money. Buy yourself a Tesla. You don't have to worry about gas anymore. It's problem solved. Yeah, you see, but, you're trying to make your life better. But again, Sony. Again, they're 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 going to shrink that time frame in between the single. They will. Games. They will. And Absolutely. Factions Two is going to be day and date on PC. That is going to be great for them. Huge. Can I ask it's you a question? Keep those numbers up. What's up? Do you think it's going to be a full price game, or you think it's going to be a free to play? Here's here's the funny thing. I've argued with many people because most people think it's going to be free to play. I'm saying, look, it's Sony. So when does Sony really put out free to play games? 
they, they just had a live service game, uh, Babylon's Fall or Babylon's Fall, I believe. That's a live service game, and that was 70 bucks. 70 bucks for a live service game. Yeah. This is Factions 2. This is this is based off one of their biggest games ever. Okay. And it's one of their biggest multiplayer games. Let's face it, it's one of their most successful. They're going to charge for this game. I don't know if it's going to be 70 bucks. I'm guessing maybe 50 bucks, and then they'll put it 49. in. 49 99 And then maybe they'll put it in their premium service, you know, as well. So to entice people to go there instead oh, of yeah, paying yeah, 50 yeah, bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could yeah, see that call. as well because I think they're live service games. They'll just throw them in their premium service. Uh, but yeah, I don't see them making this free to play. If they do, that's great. Good on them. I just don't see it happening. No, I don't. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I, I could see it at a reduced price so that they can they can avoid. First of all, they, they, they need to avoid more bad press. That's the first thing. But the second thing is that you're also trying to entice people to play the ga- damn game, not trying to scare them off, right? So you're yeah. not trying to scare these people off. You want to get people the more the more the more the merrier, right? Because it's it's all about engagement. It's not about anything else. You're not trying to make your your up your money up front. Like when you're selling God of War, it's not about engagement. It's the number of copies sold, right? That's what yep. it's all about with God of War. Because there's no cosmetics, there's no skins. You're not you know you're not getting DLCs. You're not getting um you know uh, season passes. You're getting just the damn game. So it's about the number of co- uh, copies sold. However, when you're doing a games as a service, it's about the engagement, engagement that sticks. Uh, and, you know, th- so th- then they're going to have to keep it, like, you know, li- like digestible for the general audience. Mortal Shield, it only takes three hours. In 2022, they only take three hours to charge. God damn it. It's mm-hmm. like, charge your car for four days. Anyways, um, yeah, so, like, you look at things like that. That's uh, th- that- that's what they need to do. They got to keep it down or keep it free. Or actually, like you said, uh, PlayStation Plus Premium, which I actually subscribed to for one month when I had COVID because I was home for a week doing nothing, right? So I'm like, well, let me get in this. And I played Stray. I played uh, her, uh, what's it called, Infamous Second Son and got the Platinums on those. Great. And then uh, I farted around with some other games. It's wonderful. But if they had a Factions 2 in there, I would have been playing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of it. Right? No, and and the only reason why I'm holding out of premium is because, uh, again, it's the day and date thing for me. As soon as I get day and date in there, I'm there. I'm there. I like like these services. I like services like Game Pass. Yeah, sure, some of the games leave. That's one of the knocks on it that people give anyway, but it's not really a knock. They put the game in there, and it lasts for quite a a while. You can beat the game. If you haven't, though, you can buy it at, 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 at a lower cost. Through sure. Game Pass, yes, and yes, and that's yeah, that's that's an option. I I could see that for some people, yeah. Like let's say I don't know, you wanted to play whatever Mad Max, right? And then like and then you you happen to become a Game Pass subscriber the month that it's leaving. Yeah, yeah, I could see that being a thing. It's like all right, I put ten hours in, all of a sudden the game's gone. But for the most part, if you're like a you know a subsequent subscriber where you're going month after month, like me, I don't even think about it. Like, it's basically like Netflix, like. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, Netflix is shit now. And I'm like, are mm. you canceling it? No. It's like, you're never canceling it. It's just shut up. Yeah, so, like, you know, it's the that. same thing with Game Pass. It's it's just become a it's just become a, a fixed cost in the house, right? So the thing is, you still got six months to a year, if not longer. Yeah. You know, even the third-party games, what the hell was that one? The Capcom one, the uh, Monster Hunter World? Well, it was in there for a year and a half. Yeah. If you can't finish a game in a year and a half, what are you bitching about? Outriders was in there for quite a while. And it was, and then they, they added that, that DLC too, right? Yeah. And like, come on, guys, don't don't do this. Just you know, 
I got a super chat here from Mandingo McThickens. $5 super chat. Thank you very much, Mandingo. He says, it's clear that Jason Max likes to cordle the nether regions of Sony. Oh, boy. Oh, Jason Max, why did you have to do that to yourself? You knew they were going to come after you. (sighs) But no, uh, I don't want to think about the nether regions of Sony. But look, Sony's a corporation, and they're going to do whatever they can to make more money, uh, despite anybody's feelings. So, yes, more games are going to PC. And faster. Uh, moving on, though, let's go ahead and talk about this. Brazilian regulators approve the ABK deal. And this is one of the quotes I want to concentrate on here. They said, uh, it is important to highlight that the central objective of Cade's activities is the protection of competition for Brazil consumers and not the defense of particular interests of specific competitors. And that's that's basically like that's the biggest deal for me out of everything they really said because yeah. they're not there to babysit these corporations and and uh, like their their competitiveness or whatever um they're there to just do their job and find out is this just being competitive is this being you know uh are they going to become a monopoly that sort of thing um and their findings were that it's just them com- competing and they're not going to sit there and babysit Sony. Cause it sounds like they're specifically talking about Sony there, right? They're, they're like very much specific. So. I mean, in, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know, Meg, what, what did you think when you heard this news come down and you, you read the thing, like what, what, what do you have to say about this? See, the thing is when it comes to this situation, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Yep. And that is that is to be looking out for the consumer, not the corporation. They're basically saying, Hey, listen, as savage well, you know, his dealer was like, These guys are savage. And I'm like, he's not wrong. But like they're basically like, listen, it's not taken away from anything from your system. It, it is in a certain way, but you know what? Guess what? Then knuckle up. Then you've got to step up to the plate and you gotta you gotta compete more. We're not here to pamper your first place sitting. Microsoft is giving be- them six years of COD. Right, and that's the other... Well, you know what? Maybe not, because... Maybe they, not that now. Wasn't a, because the thing is, they did it with it no stipulation, okay? Uh, no stipulation at all in order for this deal to go through. And 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 uh, so, like, why would they bother? And no, no restrictions as well, right? So the thing is, at the end of the day, Microsoft can turn around and be petty if they really wanted to, and they just might. They just might. Because they might just be like, you know what, you guys, we 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 offered you an olive branch. You guys pushed it back in our face. Well, guess what? We're gonna take it. You want to do something? Go make SOCOM and get the hell out of my face, right? Or go make mm-hmm. a deal with Battlefield. Uh, or you take know what I mean? Bungie and, and make a new IP, first person or, shooter. Right. Exactly. Do do something with Bungie and do something like that. Do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. But the thing is, at the end of the day, compete. If you want to compete, then compete. Don't be sad if someone else steps up to the plate. And, you know, the other thing is to the fans, guys, the fans, don't be ridiculous. I had to listen to that shit for eight years, nine years, whatever it was. Oh, we need Xbox to compete. They need to do better. They need to compete. The minute they compete, you're like, whoa, take it easy. No, we can't have that. So, anyways, that's just They're they're not just mad that they bought, you know, this this publishing arm and this all these developers, but they're they're really mad because they can't money hat those developers anymore. And and no, that's they, the sad part. No. That's why I said they were too reliant on their single player games and, and money hatting of multiplats. Now they've got it. They're pushed. And this is why I want the deal to go through so much. It's not only does Microsoft compete, 
but it forces Sony to compete further. Thank you. It forces exactly. them to move forward and innovate and do new things besides making just the run of, uh, run of the mill Sony third person action adventure game, which I do love, love but them. I want to see them do other things as well. Well, you know why we got the PS4 generation, which you can arguably say is one of the best generations of all time, right? For yeah. Gaming wise. We got the PS4 generation because they got their asses handed to them in the PS3. Maybe not so much with the console sales because they were pretty close by the end of it all, right? They kind of, you know, picked up at the end. But that's because everybody at that point already had a 360. Yep. Right? So, therefore, everybody at the end of the generation, when the thing was 150 bucks, they were all picking up PS3s. So don't lie to yourselves, you know, thinking that it was because they were catching up. They weren't catching up nothing. It's because they were 50% off and they were cheap and people were buying the PS3s because they wanted to catch up on the games they didn't get at play because they were too busy playing the 360. A lot of those PS3s, um, and I bought a few of them myself. I had three. And the reason being was they were the best uh, Blu-ray player at the time. Blu-ray players. That's right. And they were cheap Blu-ray players. You're absolutely right. And they were the best Blu-ray players at the time. They were, they were really great quality. Um, not the Mm -hmm. best, but you know, they were up there. They, they had great, uh, visual and uh, audio experience and everything. So yeah, I had three of them in my house household for that reason. Um, yes, I played games on it, but I also watched a lot of movies on those. Well, there you go. So here's the thing. The PS4 happened because the PS3 happened. Right. And what I mean, or by, uh, because the 360 happened, that's why. And then what happened? Microsoft, ste- they, they came out with the original Xbox, didn't do so hot. PS2 absolutely crushed everything. Right. And yeah. then the PS3, 360 came out. Then Microsoft gave them the clap back. And then Sony got sucker, you know, and they were just standing there, oh, like, you know, with that dazed look on their face. And they're like, oh shit, these guys came to party. Yeah. So it guess wasn't what? until The Last of Us. And that was at the very end of the generation where I really end, took, like, I like, stood up and I sat up and took note and said, wow, Sony's freaking incredible here. And what did that do? That ushered in the PS4 generation, yes. which absolutely yeah. stomped on Microsoft's balls for the entire eight years and crushed them, right? Then you think Microsoft's going to sit back and just let that happen again? No, the clapback's coming again, folks. Don't you watch WWE? You see how it goes down. So they do that, and then guess what happened? Now, what's going to happen now? Competition breeds excellence. We all know this. We all People can lie about it or lie to themselves about it. It's not going to happen. Listen, competition breeds excellence, and therefore we need this to happen. We need uh, uh, Microsoft to put pressure on them. We need them to dominate Sony so Sony can either do one of two things become a third-party publisher and walk away, or they're going to, which which hopefully wouldn't affect their, their gamings, their games or whatever. But the other thing is, is that there it would, go. they would make them come back even stronger, even better, and ready to fight and take yeah. that first place uh, thrown back. And this is what we want because in the end, guess yes. who wins, folks? The consumers win because we're the ones reaping the benefits of two giants Truth. duking it out. And, that's and the, the, that is there, why I want it to happen. That is it. We're collecting the confetti, okay? We're collecting the confetti from the giant, uh, uh, the, what, what the hell is that thing they hit with the stick in Mexico? I always forget the damn name of it. The piñata, okay? We're sitting there while the two of them are beating the shit out of a piñata, and then, and then Fonz and I and everybody else are underneath collecting all the candy, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's what's going to happen when these two start duking it out real hardcore, and that's the way it should be, and that's the way it's got to be. We don't want complacent companies because complacent companies are the ones who are charging $105 for games, and giving us half-ass quality or buggy games or whatever at some at this and that we other, right? We don't want that. No, we I'm want gonna... top quality from both. True, truth. That's what we want. Um, I'm going to play a bit of uh, devil's advocate here. Um, I'm I'm going to bring up some stuff that I haven't heard anybody really bring up. Um, 
So the CMAs over in Europe, they're the ones that seem to be sort of on Sony's side. Um, they're, they're really looking into the deal even further uh, before they make their uh, judgment. Brazil, they're all in with this judgment. But let me, let, let me say this. So right. Europe is uh, predominantly Sony land. PlayStation is dominant in that region. Yes, Brazil, Xbox is dominant there. Yes, and that's one of the reasons true. being is back in the 360 days, they used to actually manufacture some 360s in Brazil, which that's right. helped sell a lot of consoles to Brazilian folks because they could not afford the import taxes for the Xbox or the PlayStation. However, though, uh, I had a good friend that lives in Brazil and that I used to play with all the time back in last, last generation, PlayStation 4. And he used to tell me all the time that Xbox is huge in Brazil because even the import tax was a lot cheaper than Sony's. So all the yeah. PlayStations were very, very expensive. And he said it was rare right. that people owned PlayStations there. So right. is there a correlation there between that and this yeah. approval? It's possible. I mean, you know, it's hard to ignore those facts, right? Yeah. It's hard to ignore those details, you know, and uh, yeah, you could kind of see if you take a good, like, long gander at the landscape, you can kind of see that it's almost political in a way, right? So that, I mean, yeah. you're talking about $70 billion and the fact when you got like CNBC talking about it, that means that it's hit the ears of every single person on the planet that's that, that's either in a, in a place of politics, a place of power, or in a place of finance, right? So yeah. these are all, like I said, this is a big deal across the globe. So yes, politics are going to play into it, and a lot of it's going to, and a lot of things that play into it. Let's not lie to ourselves as well. Favoritism, favoritism will always play a part yes. of any kind of financial um, uh, financial transaction or political transaction. It's always going to be a part of it. So yes, you're right. The CMA and the EU. Um, they are, it is PlayStation land. Sony, uh, what's his name? Jim Ryan was the head of uh, Sony Europe. Why do you yeah. think he keeps going there in person? He was in Brussels and whatever. And uh, he's, he's uh, you know, vouching in person. Yeah, the because CMAs worry there. me. Yeah, that, that worries yeah. me a bit. Well, here's the other thing, though. Now you got to deal with public perception. Because when you look at like with the way, with, now here's the other thing, by the way, Brazil did have a second look at this at this deal this wasn't a first round deal and they said all right you know the deals uh you know sent through they did have a second look at it just like the the cma is doing as well right so they've done it they just came to their conclusion quicker that's all however the thing is still at the end of the day is that the cma and the eu are going to have to look at the other company uh, other countries that have approved and they're going to say what are we going to say yeah what yeah. could we say like the like Brazil pointed it out, and same with Saudi Arabia. They pointed it out point by point by point that literally Sony has no, and Google, have no legs to stand on with their arguments. Yeah. There is nothing there that they can actually counterpoint. So therefore, they have to be very careful, and they have to say to each other like, well, crap, what the hell are we going to say? There's nothing we could really say against this. It's right here, black and white on paper, and the whole bloody world just read it. I, I think if we say something contradictory, it's going to make them look foolish. Yeah, I, I, I think eventually their asses to court. Eventually, the CMA they they will allow it, they will approve it. But I think they're just really delaying the inevitable at this point, and I think that they're just delaying it for who knows what reason. But uh, but hopefully by March or so of next year, we'll know for sure 
this deal goes through. I don't think we're gonna. Do, I, it'll be before Christmas. I still was adamant from the oh, day you really one that it was gonna so? be done in twenty two. I still oh, think it was wow. twenty twenty two. Um, and uh, I've spoken to a couple of people who actually still feel the same way, who are in a much higher position than me. I've said the same thing. They're like, oh yeah, twenty twenty two. They said this is all just posturing. Actually, you know what? Funny, Jason Max, who was the the butt end of a joke a few minutes ago, said something very interesting. He just said, "What is the EU going to push, push back, back on? on?" Yeah, that's exactly what I was just talking about. So, Jason yeah. Max, you're bang on. Is that that is exactly it? When you look at what Brazil and Saudi Arabia laid out on paper for everybody to read, clear as yeah. day, black and white, there is nothing that They've they had... can do to twist those words around. It yeah. is like they basically, they basically caught now. It's basically to the point where like, well, nothing we can do now. It's like, for example, anybody see that? You know, you watch Cobra Kai, okay? And they have the referees paid off. What is mm. it? What do they say? What is my? What do they say? They're like. Make sure that they can't say anything against you. Make sure you get. Make sure every point counts. That there's nothing they could do to contend it, even if they're crooked. And so you make that kill the killing blow. The refs gotta go. Well, what the hell am I gonna do? I gotta give him the point. It's it's impossible yeah. to deny it. So therefore, this is the same deal. This is you know that that's the only analogy I can come up with in two seconds. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's that's basically it. There's nothing they can do to contend it. It's just a matter of posturing at this point. They're gonna have to go through the due process. You know, cross their t's, dot their eyes, whatever else. And they also let's face it. Okay, you think they're sitting there studying this every single day? They're just hanging around. You know when you go to the you know when you go to the used car dealership and the guy goes, "Okay, listen, I'll get you twenty percent off. Let me go talk to my manager." And then the guy just goes sits and plays solitaire in the toilet for ten minutes. He's not yeah. talking to a manager. Okay, they're doing the same thing. Okay, they're gonna hold off for a little bit, make it seem like they're doing something. But at the end of the day, they've got no legs to stand on. But they got to make it seem like they took their time doing it. Great point. That's all it is at the end of the day. So it's gonna happen. I still think it's gonna happen by the end of this year. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. What are you going to do, right? But it's still going to happen. But either way, it's very interesting thing yeah. that happened this week. A lot, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of discussion about it. But at the end of the day, all we could do now is, uh, you know, uh, set our sights on Europe and see where it goes from there. Yeah, I think it'll happen, but I, I think they're just going to keep delaying it. I, you know, again, I, I just thought it was interesting with this whole, you know, EU being more PlayStation centric and Brazil being more Xbox centric. I thought it was pretty interesting that. They got the approval from Brazil right away, and we're still waiting on the EU and the CMAs. Uh, I got a super chat here from Screen Name. He says, to be completely honest, after this, Sony will never be number one again now that Microsoft is all in. If you think about it, at this rate, how will Sony keep up? I think Microsoft is covering blind spots. Yes, Microsoft is covering every angle here. That's why I, I, I believe that these options that I was speaking about earlier is the key. They're giving people so many different options, so many different platforms to play on. They're, they're winning in that, in, in that regard. And when these games start to come to uh, fruition, that is when we're going to see Microsoft really start to take off. Um, they've got the, the talent there now. They've got... Plenty of developers that are creating some amazing things. I'm really excited about 2023. How about you, Mag? You excited about 2023? Yeah, I'm excited, but I'm also kind of like a little bit, I'm overwhelmed already. Really? And I'm overwhelmed already because I'm just like, there's going to be so much content so much. coming out, so much news coming out. So much. Now, think about this. You think about the onslaught that's coming, right, from both companies, from Sony and from, and from Microsoft, right? Of course, we're ignoring Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo, if you're into that, that's great. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this. Yeah. Now, imagine this ABK, not imagine, uh, this ABK deal is going to go through and everything else. And then all of a sudden, Phil's going to do one of his little videos. And all of a sudden, he's going to be like, oh, by the way, we're going to drop every bloody game in existence from Activision and Blizzard are going to go 
into Game Pass. Holy Christ in heaven. Like, what are we going to do? Like, all of a sudden, they went from, like, we have 15 AAA games coming this year to all of a sudden now we've got, like, 115 games coming this year. There's no time. And the thing is, I'm a completionist. I like to do my thousand of a thousand on Xbox, and I like to get my Platinums on PlayStation. But, my God, with this onslaught that's coming, there is no way in hell. I'm going to have to Randall Thor these games. You know how Randall mm. just you know, he'll, like, rip through the game, finish it, never touch it again. He used to do the yeah. achievements. Now he doesn't do it anymore. He's like, I don't have time for that. There's so many games. And it's going to be that way for 2023. And that's where I fear, actually, funny enough, I don't want to get into this, this conversation, but I'm just going to bring it up, is that um, you look at a game like Redfall, which is going to be essentially like, you know, an online games as a service, whatever else. Who's going to have time to play that game for like 100 hours, 200 hours, whatever, when you've got... Oh, uh, people like, will do it. People will. But like... Like, like, I'm not going to have time to dedicate 100, 200 hours in there when I've got, like, literally my backlog and both uh, both consoles are going to be so big, it's going to knock the damn consoles off my table, wow. right? It's just going to be so heavy, and I'm like, holy crap. It's a lot, man. And let's not forget that we've got, like, seven big games coming up between now and January. Like, holy crap. Like, And that doesn't include the rest of the year. And it's just because seven games comes out in the next, uh, like, two and a half months or three months, let's say, doesn't mean you're going to finish them in that three months. Like, come on, man. We're human beings. You know, we're not doing this 24-7. We're not ACG here. We can't do... Yeah, we're not ACG. So we can't keep doing it. It's unbelievable. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just going to be so much, man. I just don't know what to do. So, I mean, I just let... You know what? Sit back. Put on your damn headphones. Enjoy the ride. Kick your feet up. And you know what? Reap the rewards of two companies beating the crap out of each other. That's all I got to say. I have a question to ask after this, but I've got a super chat here from Hargeet Shani. Thank you very much, Hargeet. What's up? Uh, Man, can't wait to meet you next year at E3. We're going to have a blast. Uh, He says, Microsoft's playing the same game Sony did in the 90s to eliminate all the competition, including 3DO, Neo Geo, TurboGrafx-16, Amiga, Jaguar, Nintendo, and Sega. Nintendo reinvented itself to stay relevant, and, and they did. That, that, that is a spicy take, Hargeet. I love it. Oh, but man, Hargeet sure coming down with the facts. Yeah. No, that's a that's a harsh. That's I mean, a harsh let's be statement. honest. Sony, Sony is very cutthroat, and and again, yes, they, oh, they are. Yes, they are. Again, all the money heading, all the timed exclusives, and things like that that's happened. Uh, even taking away Death Loop, you know, for for a year, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just and Ghostwire Tokyo, yeah, they, they and Final they're Fantasy, just, they're very cutthroat yeah. as well. And I guarantee you, if they would have, if they could have had the money to buy ABK, they would have made those games exclusive right away. Yep, they would they not offer Xbox a three year extension. I'm sorry, that 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 wouldn't have happened. Not a chance. Where's Final Fantasy VII, right? For all those people yeah, waiting. Oh, yeah, right? how many For years like, has it been? And, and everybody's yeah. like, where's Final Fantasy VII Remake? It, it's Can't have Bridge of Spirits. I played one, it. You know. That's on PC now, so you, you can play it on oh, PC. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I finished it Apparently. Anyway on PlayStation, but still. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't get into that one either. But the question I wanted to ask you about next year, uh, what is yep. your most anticipated game of next year? Ooh, well, because we don't have release dates for um, most of the Xbox games except for um, uh, Starfield. Starfield. Yeah. Uh, I'll say the I'll say it's a tie for first place between Starfield and Spider Man Two. Nice. Um, nice. Oh, oh my god! Games. Oh my god! Hang on! Hang on! Hang on! Sorry, there's one that got pushed. There's one that got pushed to 2023, so it's kind of unfair because I still counted it as a 2022 game. Who is that? Um, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and I mean huge. I've read the series three okay. times over. I've watched the movies hundreds it. of times. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, um, because see, I 
they originally had it uh, set for December, right? So it messes yeah, with my head yeah. that I, so I you're keep really, forgetting they pushed yeah, it. Yeah, you're a big fan. That that makes sense. Uh, I'm not a fan it, of Harry Potter, but yeah, I get it. I, oh, I'm a, I'm, I'm ridiculous. Watch, watching the the gameplay though, like for me, uh, it looks incredible. Don't get me wrong. It looks it looks yeah. fantastic. Uh, it's got a lot of mechanics and, and and RPG elements and stuff in the game that look very very intriguing, but just fighting with a wand it just doesn't i don't know there's something about that see man. the thing is you gotta be mm. into the world to like really yeah. like you know what i'm saying so yeah. like when i saw when i watched the trailer i pull i pulled out about 40 easter eggs that only someone who had read the books or watched the movies would know right oh wow okay and i'm seeing like i'm like oh my god they had this and oh my so god the they developers had that. look look to be fans of the series oh no they're monster fans like i've watched all those uh you know they have those things i never watched yeah those diaries this, this one i watched they have those, yeah, they have those like little developer diary things on YouTube yeah. and stuff. It's like four minute videos and like, okay, well today we did this and this, we did that. And I'm like, holy shit, these guys know more than I do. I mean, and I flew from, like I said, I flew from Toronto to Florida to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Studios. And I stood there and cried. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, that's how much it affected me because I, I love them so much. But wow. anyways, it's, I know it sounds crazy, but it is what it is. But anyways, I would say, yeah, you got Hogwarts Legacy, Starfield. I still don't know anything about it, but I know that, I mean, I mean, I know the pedigree of the people making it. So, you know, it's going to be hot, you know? And then, of course, Spider-Man 2, because once again, we know the pedigree of Insomniac. We know that they make exactly. incredible games, yeah. and you know that they don't miss. Yeah, right. And I, and they I, don't I miss. Like for me, I I liked Miles Morales more than Spider Man uh, twenty eighteen because the game it had more mechanics as uh, Miles Morales. Uh, the the did, fighting yes, mechanics were better, in my opinion. Um, but the game was pretty short. It was short. It, it was obviously DLC that was pushed to be a standalone title. Um, right. But I enjoyed my time with it a lot. Uh, Spider Man was a it was a great game. Don't you know? I, I'm not knocking it, but it didn't do anything. Uh, it didn't really push any boundaries. Like if you played older Spider Man games, it kind of felt similar outside of the of Arkham combat system. Yes. Uh, but I the swinging around and everything. It's like ah, we've been there before. Yes, this we've is better. Before. It's prettier, but uh, you know I. I you, I want to see him push more with the mechanics and stuff. And, and that's what I liked about Miles Morales. So I am looking forward to Spider-Man 2 for sure. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 here's the thing. We don't know anything that's going on in the second half of next year yet. No. no. Right? Presumably. That's why, that's why E3, I think, could be very special. And I think that, you know, <laughs> yeah. even if Microsoft says they're only going to do a 12-month window, within that 12 months, so much can come out from e3 right. on you know to the next june because uh, look at how many developers they have under their belt and look how many yeah. they will have when abk deal goes through and they'll be able to spoil us with that at e3 well see that's the other oh, thing like we don't just... even know where diablo 4 sits we yes. don't know where I'm waiting for um, that. yeah like diablo 4 looks hot we don't know what else uh, uh activision's working on behind the scenes uh, what they got going on i heard a new crash bandicoot's coming out at some point they're gonna announce that sometime soon uh you know there's all kinds of things coming out could be new tony hawk for all we know um you know i don't know whoever whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen but like i said those are all like what we do know i know spider-man will be the fall of 2023 but like that's where like that's where microsoft can kind of counter punch with like a senua saga saga yeah, or too, yeah. uh, they won't do fable the fable will not happen this then no year. fable um, is they they just hired somebody to 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 be a director yeah, or something and i'm like it's gonna be a couple okay. years so uh, they just started the game people 
Yeah, it's going to be a while. So it's going to be a while for that. But, like, you know, the Senua Saga might be a thing. Uh, who knows? Or maybe they might push Starfield. Maybe they don't need Starfield in the spring. Maybe maybe yeah. Redfall's enough uh, with uh, with the ABK deal somebody going was, through. You can dump a yeah, bunch of stuff in Game Pass. And, yeah, somebody was saying know. that Starfield, there's rumors that it might get delayed again. And I'm just like, well, you yes, know what? I've heard that. However much it takes to 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 make this game right and, and to have as... <laughs> as least amount of bugs as possible because we know bug thesda uh, it's gonna bug be it's, it's gonna be a bug yeah there's gonna be bugs in there but you know the but thing is i don't want a broken game stop announcing the games i don't stop wanna, announcing I, the games true true i i just don't want a broken game that's it like just don't don't come out broken like saints row was saints row was broken to me i couldn't even finish a mission because it was just broke i couldn't do it started over and over wouldn't complete and i was just like you know what screw this yeah i'm done yeah you know, walked yeah. away. Uh, I got a super chat here from screen name. He says, Sony can't do anything that Microsoft can't do now. I don't know what that's in reference to, but. Hmm. Okay. I'm sorry. I must've got that late brother. Uh, you can type it in the chat. I'm trying to understand what he's talking about. Yeah. I, 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 I don't means, know. But- Oh yeah, uh, someone just put the Outer Worlds too. As, uh, I forgot that's about another that one. Well. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's another yeah. one. Um, Outer Worlds was great. That was a really good one. Gamer yeah, by, by choice. choice. He says, "I want a good X Men Legends type X Men game. I would also love a better Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Oh, for That'd sure. Dope, Marvel Ultimate Alliance was fantastic. You great know, game. it's it's funny. It was one of the only games that my wife played through." several times wow when that game was out uh, on the xbox og xbox she played through that game multiple times while she was pregnant with my son at the time and she would just sit home and play that game over and over and i was like great awesome it was cool to see but she don't play games no more but uh yeah marvel ultimate alliance was amazing great game i i I would like a, a new game in that series for sure anyways that's the end of the show uh, we ran long today, but that's because I had yes, such a did. great guest. I was teetering out. <laughs> Mag, you are a great talker, great speaker. I love what you had to say, and you also are just a fantastic human being. Thank you for showing up today, oh, dude. And, you're amazing, uh, man. I, I, love I love this show. The by banter. The way. Well, I appreciate you, man. Uh, yep. I love what you do too. I appreciate the banter, and I appreciate the honesty overall. Um, so, thank you for being here. Let everybody know where they can find you. Well, listen, guys, if you're not following me already, you know where you can find me on Twitter because that's where I, that's where I live most of my life. And uh, that's where I decide, that, as I was speaking to Fonz behind the scenes, that's where I put all my uh, put all my content. I put everything on there. I put all my videos on there. I do all that for a reason is because I don't I, did, I don't want YouTube to um, tell me what I can and can't do. And I'm yeah. not doing it for the money. Um, money's not what I'm here for. I'm here to do it because I think it's funny. I think it's fun. I, I enjoy it. And I enjoy, of course, uh, interacting with this amazing community and uh, from every side, you know what I mean? I got I got lots of friends on yes. PlayStation, lots of friends on Xbox. By the way, if you guys want to follow me on any of those, you want to play games with me or whatever, especially in this multiplayer season coming up, I am the mag, two Gs, all capitals, by the way. I am the mag. You can find me there. And uh, some people hit me up and they're like, are you like the mag mag? And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. it's me. You can add me. <laughs> so you get me there. And of course, you see my middle-aged game guy right there on Twitter. That's where you can watch all my videos. I have a couple more videos coming up in the, in the uh, later this month. Uh, I'm going to be out of town starting tomorrow. So uh, at the end of the month, I got a few more. And I probably got maybe two more before the end of the year. So I probably got about four more videos coming up that I'm working on. And then uh, other than that, 
You can follow me on uh, everywhere else too. I do shows with Colt. I'm on the uh, Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick XL on Double Barrel Gaming. Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm guesting uh, all over the place, man. So whenever you look around, or actually, let's be honest, wherever Hargi Chani is, that's where I am because he stalks me <laughs> He's everywhere. everywhere. But yeah, Hargeet exactly. Is so, everywhere. <laughs> so wherever you find Hargi, you'll find me probably on the show. Anyways, all all joking aside, guys, it's been amazing. Fonzie, you're absolutely amazing. And like I said, I love the show. I love the format. I'm just, you know what I mean? I'm not looking at like eight, eight, eight people trying to talk at the same time or whatever. It's two people talking like you're sitting down even out of a coffee or like sitting down, uh, sitting down in a bar having a couple beers and just shooting the shit. It's awesome, yep. man. And Thank I absolutely you. adore it. So uh, a lot of times I don't come in live. I, I, I'm usually a, a late, as I was saying before, open world games, and I listen to my replays. <laughs> gotcha. So, anyways, guys, chat, Fonz, you guys are amazing. Everybody, have an awesome night. Have a great rest of the weekend. Yeah, and with that said, uh, chat, thank you for being here. Again, if you haven't hit that like button, please hit it on the way out. And uh, until next uh, next week, uh, I, I have a special guest next week. I'll be at a special time again. It'll be l- a little later, so I'm sorry for the UK folks out there. But uh, I'm going to be going on uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time next week uh, for a special guest. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be here for that. And uh, until next week, came on.